Hello, Pod. I'm Chris Hewitt, and welcome to a grand and glorious tradition. It is the end of the year, folks, so it is time for the Empire Podcast team to get together around some microphones and review the year. And the year that was this year was, let me just check this, 2022? 2022. Very, very exciting indeed. Joining me to talk about 2022, the films of 2022, our three colleagues of such a lethal cunning, all of whom are glued to their phones right now. I shit you not, <laughs> because they don't remember what came out this year. Anyway, Helena Harris here. Hello. Can you believe Belfast was this year? Technically, what? yes, but also technically, no, because it was one of those weird ones where they delayed a release to January sure, because of BAFTA. But it did come mm. out in January, though. Ditto so. Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley was also this year. Guillermo del Toro killing yeah. it twice. Twice in, well, killing it by way by the way it, the cinema he didn't kill cinema <laughs> he didn't kill cinema but we should have a discussion cinema about is, cinema yeah. though cinema's been wounded yeah mortally I don't know otherwise we're all out of a job uh, Amon Warman is also here hello hello how you doing good how are you I'm really really good I have to say Helen knows this I saw It's a Wonderful Life for the first time a few days ago I'm still high off of that film. It's really, really good. Normally, I tolerate you, Chris, but it's today really it's good. really good to see you. It's really good. Oh, thanks, Amon. That's very, that's very nice. Yeah. Uh, so, and it's really, really good, he says, uh, of It's a Wonderful Life. Do you know what I say? Every time a <laughs> bell rings, wrong? a professional film critic watches It's a Wonderful Life for the very first time. So, that's, uh, that's very good. Uh, every time a bell end rings, James Dyer appears on the... <laughs> it is true. Podcast. It is true. I did not rise to the bait and start slagging off It's a Wonderful Life, mainly because I feel like I've cornered myself in this particular... I have no issues with It's a Wonderful Life whatsoever. It's just not a time-honoured favour of mine. No. Um, um, you yeah, know, it's, no, it's no love actually as I've said many times on this podcast do you know there's a I know we're here to review the year yeah, but did are. you know there's a love actually monopoly what of course there is there's a monopoly for everything but the game is shit no matter how you brand the board so imagine what the chance and community chest cards are like Andrew Lincoln is outside your door with a bunch of signs. Go to jail. Go directly to jail. Do not pass go. <laughs> your bride is barely of legal age. <laughs> collect collect, collect You are an interior designer. <laughs> yes. Are you? <laughs> oh, you were God. cheating on Emma Thompson. Go, go to jail. Go to jail. Go straight to jail. Directly to jail. Yeah. To jail. Oh. You are a shit film. <gasps> oh. That's just Go harsh. back three spaces. <laughs> uh, no, you should all be pleased. I have, I have come over Hill and Dale to be here today. Uh, I had to well, drive for an hour. What did Hill think of this? I have, I have indeed. <laughs> <laughs> they were very accommodating. I, I, I have braved ice, I have braved snow, I have braved industrial action uh, to be with you here today in the studio. And it took me four hours and one spectacular wipeout on an icy driveway, <laughs> uh, which no one was around to see, but it was a proper kind of comedic Roadrunner-esque arse over tit fall. Uh, which was was quite fun. Did you then uh, run through what looked like a hole in a mountain, or it turned out to be a, a painting? A little bit like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I cracked my head on the ice and then woke up and suddenly I was like, I feel like a changed man. And I had this overwhelming urge to go and watch The Shape of Water. It was just the strangest thing. That did ever you happened. then run through the town going, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas everyone! <laughs> I did. I'm full of festive cheer. It's literally been knocked into me. Well, so. this is what happens when you come over Hill and Dale. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Lord. Uh, anyway, so this is the review of the year 2022, uh, or, or currently disguised more likely as a Don't Worry Darling spoiler special. Let's talk about it. Let's get into it in depth. <laughs> haven't seen it. Anyway. <laughs> so, You're a monster. I haven't seen a lot of films, in fairness. So the the, the second half of my year, uh, my movie going tailed off spectacularly. Uh, in case you're new to this, it's because, you know, we, we I'm now a parent, apparently. 
I'm apparently apparently apparent. apparent <laughs> yeah. Yes. So this is uh, this is transformed my movie going in that I haven't gone to the movies, <laughs> uh, which is a problem when you are a professional movie goer man. Mm, thank you for doing the air quotes, which there. is on my passport. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but it's been a, it's been an interesting year for me personally. Uh, let's get into it for you guys really really quickly before sure. we talk about cinema. What what's 22, 2022 been like for you? on a personal level. How would you look back on this year where we all came perilously close to dying in a nuclear inferno? Personally, it's it's been fine. It's been great. But I'm I'm I'll be honest, my my typical sort of like optimism about the world is really taking a battering hmm. at the moment. And I'm I'm really, really struggling with sort of late stage capitalism and uh, seeing any spark of hope therein. And and in particular, and I think we'll talk about this in, in relation to cinema. Um, actually, I'm beginning to feel the doom and gloom that others have been sort of dooming and glooming for years, and and I've been sort of poo-pooing it. I have poo-pooed the doom and gloom, <laughs> and and now I'm finding it a little bit harder to do that as we go forward. So that's not to say there haven't been great films this year, and that there aren't incredible filmmakers out there. I think it, the irony of all this is, I think we have a better crop of filmmakers and a, and a greater degree of originality trying to burst through than maybe any time in film history. And they're all struggling more than any time in film history, and it's upsetting to me. That said, this is going to be a fun listen. It is going to be. It is going to, because we are going to be hours. talking about the best films of this year, and there have mm-hmm. been some bangers, some yes, absolute I've bangers. I've heard. I've heard there are some good films that came out this year. <laughs> I'm looking forward to finding out what they are and putting right down a little list and then going, uh, The Banshees of what? In a Sharon, yeah, in a Sharon, even. The Banshees of Ed Sheeran. I will be watching that uh, later on. I'm on House Goal 2022. Been, what would you give it? Would you give it 20 out of 22? Or <laughs> have you gone full marks? Hmm. i give it a solid 15. Solid 15. 15 out of 2022. <laughs> that is not a good... <laughs> That's a recommendation if you sort of grade it on the second cup. Um, <laughs> yes, it's above average. 11, you know, that would have been three stars. So it's okay. 15. So yeah. it's like a three and a half out of five. All right. Um, yeah. Sorry. 11 would have been three stars because it's half of 22. Three stars is not half of five. Come on. Don't we do maths again? Amon is a rounder upper. (laughs) So he's a bit of a rounder upper. (laughs) (laughs) Saw Frozen the other day with Little Drinking Game. Uh Uh, There's a bit where Anna demands of Christoph that he take her and I quote up the North Mountain and I left <laughs> in disgust <laughs> after that it is shocking I mean it's the nude scene in the stage show that surprised me absolute filth <laughs> it's, it's pure filth bit of hooga 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 stage show is very much Hill fun. and Dale were yeah. positively soggy by the end of it, it was <laughs> oh, no. really really vile oh god it's all gone so wrong already Amon Amon yes. continue your dissection of the year yeah, Honestly, I echo a lot of echo. what you were saying, uh, Helen. Uh, I, think, I do think it's been a good year for film in terms of the variety of stuff that we've got, and I'm really excited to dig into that with all of you. But on a personal level, nah. this has been a year where the friendships that I've established the, the, have deepened in a really Oh, cool thanks, Mom. Uh, I wasn't necessarily referring to you, James. Of course you were. Of course you were. <laughs> Be- I'm, I'm, this is a this is a beautiful sentiment. So I'm giving you some beautiful sentiment music. Thank you. Um, but yeah, uh, and that's been really really cool to see. I've attended a couple of weddings <laughs> in very sort of very close proximity to one another. That was really really cool to be a part of those special days and be a part of those communities. In addition to the wider film community as well. Uh, so yeah, 
Um, sorry, a ghost is coming. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> I don't know what's happening there. <laughs> we appear to be haunted. Yes. Uh, it, has been, it has been a beautiful year. Our very own Ben Travis. Yes. He got married. Um, and uh, yeah, that was that was nice. I, I hear again. It, it was be there. a gorgeous yeah. wedding. It was, it was, really it was very very nice. Um, and our friend Tom Beasley also got married. So yeah. congratulations to Ben yeah. and Tom. To Ben, it, not not to Ben actually. Oh, no, okay. No. Okay. Um, but uh, to Hill or Dale? No, They're to taken. Charlotte. Yeah, to Charlotte. Yeah, to Charlotte. And Ben got married, of course, to Lizzie, Doctor yeah. Lizzie, and they yeah. are um, it, both weddings were fantastic. Yeah, very good. There you go. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> James. Hello. How's <laughs> how's your twenty twenty two been? Two out of five. <laughs> that is not a recommendation. No, it's do you know what? It's not been that bad. I think uh I think for all of the shall we say anemic qualities that I think some of the film selection has this year. It has been a banner year for TV, so there's been a lot of entertainment to be had. Quite literally, in the form of She-Hulk Attorney at Law, <laughs> in which Bruce Banner appeared. Absolutely true. Uh, yeah, so, so you know, obviously the review of the year on the Pilot TV podcast oh, is going to be a riot. God, so, yeah, be uh, but no, no, generally, like, so this year began well. I went on holiday with not my two favourite people in the world, but you two, uh, which are fine. Uh, but we went out to the Galactic Star <laughs> Crucial thing. I forgot. That was this year. <laughs> we went to fucking Disney World. That was this year. Yeah, was we amazing. went to Disney World. We stayed on a spaceship. It was weird. Yeah, uh, we did, I slept yeah. in a bunk bed what, next what to Chris. What do you mean we did, went to Disneyland? We went into space, We did go into space. Guys. We went into space. <laughs> yeah. I looked out my window and there were there stars. There were stars. Absolutely. And <laughs> so. planets. Yes, we went to space. So that was quite a nice start to the year. I met Chewbacca. Uh, yeah. You did. You did meet Chewbacca. I That's did meet true. Chewbacca. You know, so that was pretty magical. That was a good start. And then we came back and World War Three had kicked off, which was less good. Mm-hmm. Literally, I believe we found out when we landed, wasn't it, at Heathrow? We found out, we turned on our phones and the invasion had happened. Oh, no, you guys so. maybe. I was still in Florida going to the Oh, that's US. right. You. That's right, of course. Yeah, I, don't, so. I don't believe in flying somewhere for two nights when that, I can that stay for two But we went to space, Helen. We did go to space. Uh, yeah, so that was a, that was a nice little year. Yeah, and, nice, then, yeah. and then and then the rest of the year happened. And, then, yeah, and, and then Elon Musk happened. And then Twitter happened. And oh, God, kill me. Well, you say that, but uh, I've just heard some news that Elon Musk has now bought the Empire podcast. Uh, <laughs> not for $44 billion, but for £4.50 in a pack of Quavers. <laughs> which is already 10 times the market price, in fairness. And, and I've eaten the Quavers. So, well, uh, yeah. yeah. It's just, a bit, uh, bit yeah. disappointing. You could have shared. I, I don't even like Quavers. I don't even know why I was eating them. But what can you do? Uh, yes, obviously on a personal note, I've I've much has changed for me, uh, and that's been really interesting and and fun and challenging and difficult and all the things that uh, all all the good stuff, all the all the nutritional stuff. You're referring uh, to the fact that you didn't finish Andor, right? Well, you haven't finished Andor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, also. a part of that is because of yeah. Yeah. Of uh, Little Andor game, and obviously mm. Mrs. Drinking Game isn't a Star Wars fan, <laughs> so therefore. There's so much stuff I haven't watched. Yeah. I still haven't finished MasterChef The Professionals. I, I, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm breaking over old calls here, but haven't finished MasterChef The Professionals. Haven't even got into Gangs of London season two. That's what I'm doing this weekend. Uh, and Andor, I'll get around to it at some point. This weekend, I'm mostly going to be building a Lego set. So. Oh, that's nice. That's what, nice. what is the Lego set, Helen? It's Home Alone. It's a Home Alone. Le- oh, a festive Lego. Festive I love Lego. I hope, I hope that Harry and Marv win this time. <laughs> Do you want to build a Lego? I mean, I, I, I could make it so they win. Yeah, you I could. Probably you won't. could. You should. Maybe I should. I'll make it so Catherine O'Hara wins. My cousin. <laughs> Speaking of my cousins, wait. Can you drop the house on Kevin? Drop the house on Kevin, like in I'm Wizard of gonna, Oz. Drop oh the house on Kevin. But what if drop I cracked the, the the house? Like that would be a mess. Anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, speaking of my cousins, also Miguel O'Hara will be back next year. Yes, he will. will. 
He but will. That's, that's probably for another podcast. That's for another podcast. Let's talk about 2022. Review of the year. Sure. And yeah. also, you know, there have been lots of things that have happened this year. So you're right. We went on holiday together. That was lovely. Uh, Florida was, was great. Uh, and some set visits have begun to happen again. So nature mm. is healing to an extent. So... I was in Madrid the other week on a, on a set. That was very nice. That's lovely. That was for lovely. You. Yeah. you know where I wasn't? Where were where were you? On not? the set of Dune. Yes. Aww. Not everything. Which is now wrapped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the doors have not opened for everything yet. Yeah. But no. uh, but we're hoping if you're listening to this and you're a major A list filmmaker and you want to have us on on set of your movie, then you know where you know where to get in touch Absolutely. with us. Absolutely. Um, we did do our 500th episode as well. Yeah. We did. That was we exciting. And pilot did its 200th episode. Yes, yeah. but which is but nice. We're too. talking about the stuff that people <laughs> care about. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry, sorry. My pipe mistake. down. Pipe down. Uh, so yes, episode 500 that happened that happened this year. That was a uh, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. It was a big old epic. Listen, you know, don't worry, we're going to start talking about important stuff and start self-aggrandizing in a second. But the uh, that was a really, really fun day. It was. Uh, so we did the all-day epic jamboree. Uh, you know, we had Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg for a Hot Fuzz spoiler special live. We did the first ever Empire Quiz. We did a live version of the ranking. We did the, as things stand, the last edition of the Free Fact Structure. <laughs> yes. I do have plans to do something and I keep talking no. about these plans and then... <laughs> Those plans will hopefully happen in the new year, but we'll see what happens. None uh, of these things are a fact. None of these things are a fact. <laughs> uh, what else did we do? Then we had the main show itself, which was a three and a half hour live show epic extravaganza. And the guests were off the charts. They were. Who were they? I don't remember. There Tom was Holland. Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. There was Johnny Knoxville. Um, mm-hmm. There was Joanna Hogg. Yes. And Harris Dickinson. That's correct. And... Rachel Zegler. Rachel, Rachel Zegler, she oh, yeah. was a delight. Kate Herron. Really Kate Herron, one of our favourites. Roy Kent himself, Brett yes. Goldstein. Yes, Brett was there. Yeah, didn't even have anything to promote. If, no, in fact, he did. He had the DVD release of Soulmates, the show that he co-created and co-wrote, uh, only we completely forgot to mention them both. <laughs> so, so, there you go. That's professionalism. Anyway, Soulmates, out now on DVD. I'm going to break the show into three parts. Okay. Part the first is where we kind of talk in general terms about the year, the year that was, the films we loved, the stuff we loved. The uh, And then the second part is going to be listener questions. And then the third part is we're going to go through Empire's top 20 films of the year. So Team Empire as a whole have voted for their top 20 films of the year. And it's a very interesting list, mm. I must say. I don't know whether it's been updated Post Avatar: The Way of Water, James has it, or does it not? Has include? not been. We, we need to wrangle. In fact, what we—it's the day of the Empire Christmas lunch today, uh, mm-hmm. and we are going to wrangle where Avatar slots into said list today. Over lunch, will it slot into said list, or is not it mine? Yeah. Given that it got one, two, three, four, five blue stars in Empire Magazine, I—I uh, I would say that it will almost certainly slot into the list. Yes. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Uh, not in yours, Amon. No. Not in your top 20. Yeah. No, I appear to I've be heard the... you're not in its list either, so that's fine. <laughs> I appear to be the outlier uh, on this to a certain degree. I liked it. I wanted to be blown away. I was not. Well, there you go. But there's also something very interesting about the top 20 that we'll <laughs> talk about in greater depth when we get to the top 20, which is the first top 20 in about a decade that doesn't feature a single MCU film. And that's interesting. Yeah. Mm. That That's is true. Interesting. In, indicative more of the current phase of MCU films, I think, than our particular list. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah, I feel like most lists are rather similar this year and in yeah. that respect, at mm-hmm. least. Not a top 20 TV shows of the year would, I think, mm-hmm. be a different story. And I think there might be some MCU representation there. But, you know, it's, I, th- I think that the films have been a little bit up and down this I'd year. I'd have an MCU me. film in my top 20. Not, not didn't quite make my top 10, but I would have Wakanda Forever in my top 20. 
in my top 20 I'd definitely have Thor Love of Thunder in my top 20 but I don't mm. think I'd have in my top 10 I'm not sure I wouldn't mm. put either I don't, think, I don't think I'd have anything there I said it no I wouldn't yeah, either I said it too I said it too <laughs> that's right alright so let's talk about the year the year that it was uh, so there are a couple of films that really spring to mind when I think about this year uh, one of them you know, a couple more recently, we have Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. We have Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. We have uh, Avatar, The Way of Water. But going all the way back to the beginning of the, well, not all the way back, but going all the way back into the year itself, the biggest film of the year so far, although I think that's going to be possibly overtaken by Avatar, we shall see, mm-hmm. is Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. And there's another film that came out around the same time Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. My number two and number one of the year. Um, right. We're sorted. They're number. <laughs> I think they're number two and three for me. Um, but uh, yeah, they're they're sorry. Or one and three. I went back and forth a lot. Um, but yeah, the, the, those two. I mean, this is this is what I mean about there is incredible, incredible cinema out there. I think Top Gun Maverick is just the epitome of great blockbuster filmmaking. It's it's action pushed to the absolute maximum it's real character work it's a proper movie star and you know i think in the last couple of years in particular i've really been coming to appreciate the power and the importance of movie stars to movies in a way that i think the the studios don't um increasingly and i think we we need them and i think studios need to get back to basics with that but anyway but i think top gun maverick was just off the charts traditional blockbuster, big scale, big emotion, big action filmmaking. And then Everything Everywhere All at Once is just this wild, gonzo, original, you know, completely, not rule-breaking, in this, but more just like rule-challenging, rule-ignoring, just doing whatever they want kind of original personal filmmaking. It's this giant canvas on a tiny budget. It is wild and daring and huge scale and then ultimately also just a little family story i mean to be able to keep all those plates spinning in the air to be able to make one of the most emotional scenes out of the year out of a, <laughs> a, a shot of two rocks with googly eyes on mm. them yeah. is astonishing cinema it's absolutely yeah. incredible and i think that it um it deserves all the plaudits it's getting i'm not saying that you should go out and denounce anybody who didn't put it on their top 10 list because that's silly but at the same time I think you know it, it's absolutely on my top 10 list with a bullet it's an hear, incredible film did anybody here not put it on the top 10 list? no of course not here but have you seen on Twitter people literally um, one of the Daniels had to go on and denounce I saw that yeah. the fans criticising people yeah. I thought that was more about the um, Stephanie Hsu versus Jamie Lee Curtis put, being put forward for such and such I think um, it was more no it was, it was specifically about people not having it on their top 10 wow, list okay that's going too far uh, but yeah I agree with everything you say about everything I've all at once I absolutely loved it and I just loved it for what it's done to not, I guess, for, for Michelle Yeoh's career, but to put her back to where she always should have been in the consciousness of filmgoers around the world. Again, because movie she, stars. Exactly. She is fantastic in that role. Uh, and as Jamie Lee Curtis said when I spoke to her uh, and rapped as much, <laughs> she should absolutely get an Oscar nomination because it's an incredible performance. And I'm excited to see other films which use Michelle Yeoh, maybe not as well as she's using everything like everywhere ever all at once because how can you that literally gives her everything to do and she kills it but to use her uh, 
in a more satisfying way than maybe she's been used before that film because she's still incredible and she's still doing incredible work. Mm-hmm. Jimbo, you're a fan of those movies? You Very much. Movies? I think there were three films this year that you owed it to yourself to get off your ass and go to cinema and see and they were Everything Everywhere, Top Gun Maverick and Avatar The Way of Water. And regardless of whether you think Avatar The Way of Water is a five-star film or it should be indeed in the list of best films of the year, it is, I would argue, along with Top Gun Maverick, the definitive cinematic experience of the year because it's transportational and it's spectacle and it's everything you want big cinema to be. And there are many, many great films that were out this year and we're going to talk about a lot of them. But uh, And obviously, the best place to see these films are in the cinema. But, you know, another one, for example, After Sun, which I loved, was that fine to watch at home as opposed to the cinema? Possibly, but I don't think you'd have lost that much I from watching it at you, home. I do think you lose something though. And like, I know we talk about the primacy of the cinema experience, and of course, you know, not everyone can get to a cinema. Sure. Not everyone has mm-hmm. cinemas near them that will show, for example, After Sun. I don't mean to, you know, sound exclusionary of those people, but if you can sit down and focus in a cinema on After Sun, you are going to have a better experience sure. than if it's on mm-hmm. at home streaming and you have things around you. Oh, I think that's you know? true. And I think, and I think I would put in the in the sort of cinematic experience pack this year, I would put things like Barbarian. So watching Barbarian with an audience was glorious. <laughs> it was absolutely amazing to watch that with a crowded house. Mm. Um, Jackass oh, Forever. Neil Finn. I watched it with Neil Finn, yes. That's great. Jackass Forever. <laughs> Jackass Forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the funniest things I have seen all year. It is unbelievable. And again, yeah. watching it with an, an audience all wincing in unison, cackling in unison. I now have a new number one. You've completely, I had forgotten about Jackass <laughs> So, yeah. Sorry, Topic of Maverick, you're off my list. <laughs> Weirdly, if I were to put a fourth film into the, you had to see it at the cinema, Mm. box it would ironically be something that you couldn't see at the cinema which was Prey um, which I was lucky enough and privileged enough to see in a cinema because they screened it for us but obviously went straight to Disney Plus and it was magnificent Mm -hmm. absolutely magnificent but this is the thing that that is really shaking my belief in the future of movies is things like Prey going to the cinema is some of the shenanigans at Warner Brothers HBO Max mm-hmm. um, with those those new people the, in charge the, it, the literal erasure of, of the literal yeah, yeah. erasure of films and of TV shows yeah. from from availability and and, mm-hmm. and also the, you know the attacks on the continuing prosperity of writers of of cast of directors of filmmakers but basically they're, they've declared war on residuals and they're trying to you know the mm-hmm. streaming services are trying to basically stop any when getting residuals from now on. And and it's like that is attacking people who need a little bit of security in their lives and need to be able to share in the profits of these things yeah. in order to keep creating. We need to keep a creative economy alive. Mm. And you are not going to do that if you keep these MBAs in charge who literally seem to actively dislike the films and the TV shows and the entertainment that they're making. Because mm. the length of TV seasons is obviously dwindling mm. substantially. Mm. Not always. You know, you st- we still have things like NCIS and Law & Order SVU. We still I have these big 22-episode yeah. behemoth seasons mm. where you have security as a writer, but then you'll also have the Marvel shows, which are six episodes, or exactly. you have Star Wars shows, which are six to eight episodes. And, six you know, to 12. And, mm. and, well, true, this is, that is true. But also in the, in the case of something like The Mandalorian... John Favreau writes it all pretty much himself, so there's not much of a writer's room there. So there's not there's not the the big paychecks or the security 
anymore that they're and, and, there are more and, shows than ever and no, yeah. yes but it's just it's working your way up a lot of those shows there was a, a really interesting thread on Twitter yesterday a lot of their shows aren't hiring mid-career writers so they're hiring the mm. experienced guys that the maybe showrunner knows and has worked with a lot and they're hiring the brand new possibly diversity aided people and the sort of you know the access programs yeah. and, and the newbies and they're not hiring the people in the middle who are a little bit more expensive than the new people but not as mm. as assured and as confident and as storied as as the you know the old anyway. So like, you also these, get this thing where lots of showrunners are now running shows without any experience of running without shows. Without any experience of running shows, and that can shows yeah. in the shows. Yeah. But anyway, this is not anyway, the pilot TV this is not podcast. The pilot, but, but, but this is what I'm saying. I just I just hope that things like Prey yeah. get a chance in cinemas. I know that it's I know that there are costs in releasing something in a cinema. Um, that the 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 studios want to give you a reason to sign up to 16 different bloody streaming services, right. and that they're all competing with each other. But at the same time. That would have made money. It would have made money. Yeah, of course it would. And I say yeah. this in a year where you could be in the top 25 films of the year with under $200 million worldwide. Like, yeah. the box office is pretty freaking awful this year. Yeah. I acknowledge that. It is a very difficult time to be making studio films. But the way that you do that, the way that you respond, is not to make the product worse in cinemas. Mm -hmm. It is to make the product better. And I hate to say product, but you know what I mean. I know what you mean. And you're 100% right in, in the reason why. And it's not just because a big screen and a nice sound system makes all the difference. It is just that moment that in this sort of dual screening, multitasking, slightly attention deficit world in which we live, mm. having the whole world fade out and making you focus on one thing is incredibly hard to do with the distractions in your home. Oh, I'm going to get some crisps. Oh, I'm going to go for a wee. Oh, I'm going to tweet. Like, I'm I'll just going to tweet. Oh, I thought of something really funny. I'm going to tweet. You know, or in my case, maybe not. But do you know what I mean? But 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 like in the cinema, when you can do none of those things or should do none of those things, uh, there's just you and the, I was going to say art. I'm not going to say art because I'm not a twat. You and the entertainment. It's just you it and is. it. And it's an it it's a one-to-one exactly -one experience right. and it's glorious. Yeah. I wouldn't. Art is the right word to use. Um have you seen Jackass for it? No, actually, no, I stand corrected. Arts, absolute arts. I think it's creative output, and there's artistry in all films, regardless of what they are, including Jackass. Chris Pongas' cock and balls being reimagined as a Godzilla-style monster destroying a city is... That's art. That's art. Yeah, That's art. Cinema, baby. I feel the same way about Glass Onion as how you do feel about Prey. Like, that's a movie that would have made money... I wish I could have seen that in a big audience. I mean, you could have done. It was released. Yeah, it was there yeah, for a week. But yeah, for longer. For a longer amount of time. For a week. I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the the argument. Well, I don't think the. I don't think the thing to focus on here is necessarily the movies because I think the movies will be okay by and large. It's will we have places to watch them in? Well, that's yeah. the big. It, but that's I think. The big I word. think. I do think it's related. I mean, like I say, you know, a few years ago, you you wouldn't have been in the top twenty five worldwide with these kind of numbers. The numbers are still not much above pandemic levels. But that's that means that people just aren't going out to see movies. Well, this is the problem. But, so what's but, that? That's, that's, but that. some of that is an, an ongoing problem, I think. So this is something that we all have to think about and that, you know, as, as film fans and that the studios really have to reckon with. How do you get people back in the habit, if you will, Sister Act 2, classic, <laughs> of going to the cinema more than once a year? How do you get them to leave the house? They have their big screen. They have all these streaming services. It is expensive to go to the cinema yes. comparatively yeah. to it staying at home. Yeah. It is um, it is a cost of living crisis. People around the world are dealing with falling living standards. It is a real problem. I'm, I don't mean to, you know, you know, ignore any of that, but at and the it's same time, for cinema chains as well to keep yeah. heating these keep, buildings. Keep it, yeah, absolutely. These gigantic buildings, these, the... these huge screens, these big yeah. sound systems—it's mm. expensive. 
but equally, you know, if we don't if we don't make an effort, sometimes that are they still going to be there? And and that's so my, that's our worry. You know, that's my big worry. I mean, I I, you know, I don't go to the cinema very often at the moment. But you know, it's really hard for me to get out in the evenings. Yeah. But when I have gone to the cinema of late, it's been to very empty auditoriums. Mm-hmm. You know, and admittedly, a lot of the stuff I I will I will go. I will take my daughter to see something that's very late that's run mm-hmm. or something that's you know they, they just stuck frozen on of a Saturday morning so you take the kids to see it but there were maybe 10 people in that, in that cinema mm-hmm. it's a big auditorium and it was freezing cold mm-hmm. and it, it, that that worries me that worries me but then again I had experiences like I don't know whether I think the French Dispatch was last year wasn't it but I mm-hmm. you know I remember going to see the French Dispatch uh, in my local cinema and it being absolutely rammed and getting literally the last ticket and then sitting mm. with people and having that great communal experience. Mm-hmm. I just haven't had so many of those this year, but that may be become maybe more of my personal situation than anything else. But you know, you have your big ticket items, which are still getting bums and seats. But it used to be that there would be a knock-on effect of, oh, I can't get into Top Gun Maverick, I'll go see this movie. Or, oh, I went to see Top Gun Maverick and it reignited my love of cinema, and now I'll go and see three more films over the next couple of weeks. That doesn't seem to be happening anymore. People aren't going to the cinema to see things. Now, again, conversely, there's always, a, there's always you know, there's always an exception here to this, this rule. Something like The Banshees of Ed Sheeran is doing really, really well <laughs> uh, at the box office in this country. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, maybe the Oscar frontrunner and it's putting bumps in seats. But that said, conversely to conversely, something like The Fablemans, which yep. is a Steven Spielberg movie, is mm. dying on his arse yep. in the States. Something like Tar She Said dying. is yep. dying on his arse. Tar yep. dying on his arse. Mm. And that's really worrying. Yeah. The art house ecosystem. Maybe everyone's just watching Sean Dielman, uh, 23 Key to Commerce, <laughs> uh, 1080 Brussels on, on the BFI player. That's what they're all doing. It's probably what they're all doing. Just reveling <laughs> in that. Am I the only one who can only think of uh, Samwise Gamgee talking about Potatoes. Potatoes. <laughs> Why? Well, because it features potatoes. Oh, okay. It? Extended oh, yeah, potato yeah. peeling sequence, yeah. famously, yeah. that I can't help feeling that Samwise would enjoy. Very, very. <laughs> I guess he'd be, he'd be all over that. Or um, the mash him, stick him in a pot. Stick him in a stew, isn't it? Could be a stew. It could be a stew. He's a wise man. He potatoes are versatile. Well, he can do all these things and more. <laughs> Did you ever have a spud gun when you were growing up in Northern spud Ireland? Spud gun, the character from Bottom. <laughs> you know, no, you never no. had a spud gun. No. They were you like potato treat potatoes guns. properly. So you'd get the potato, which I appreciate is a what holy relic where you come from, and you, you'd use the, and you'd shoot bits of potato at people. No, no, we had proper guns. <laughs> <laughs> you got Northern Ireland, so you probably didn't need yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, we had graduated beyond that. <laughs> To actual guns and explosives. Yep. Anyway. What we do is we eat the potatoes <laughs> and, and fire we, the actual guns. Fire the right, guns. I can see that's we where I was going wrong. Yeah. And we shoot the people. Yes. That's what we do. I was shooting the potatoes and yeah. eating the guns. I don't know. For uh, years we tried to shoot the potatoes <laughs> and eating the people and it didn't work. <laughs> then we managed well, to figure it out. It's all gone a bit uh, Jonathan Swift here, hasn't it? <laughs> anyway. Really has. Anyway, Modest cinema. proposal. Let's move Yay. on. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, let's go through. Uh, let's go through. <laughs> Jesus, this has gone off the rails badly. Uh, all right, so in January... For example, mm-hmm. because yes. we have that thing where films get released over here, the you know the BAFTA and the Oscar films get released sometimes in January. Uh, so January we started off with some of the big heavy hitters in the Oscar race, the three five five, which was a fun film, which was fun, fun totally film. fun, yeah. Uh, Paul, what was it? Yeah, it was. It was three star. Paul Thomas Anderson's Licorice Pizza, so and, fun. Apart from like two scenes that just completely upset me. Yeah, is it when they put licorice on a pizza? <laughs> I mean, that would be upsetting, but no, that's a, it's a term yeah. for a, a record for it an is, LP. Yeah, so it's a it's a final, James. Yeah. Final could be called final destination. Final, <laughs> that's, that's silly. It would be bad. Uh, what else do we have in January? Parallel Mothers, great film. Parallel Mothers was Parallel Mothers. Film. Yeah. We had Scream, 
the, the, the new yeah, Scream, which, which had bad. the same name as the old Scream, yeah. Yeah. and then did something so unforgivable that I still haven't forgiven you're it. You're still it's not over it. I know you're not over it. That's okay. Not let's, not, let's not dwell. We're not going to too much We're not going to spoil. Here. Well, no. We're, Do not spoil the Banshees there may be about other Sheeran. Things. I know he's in it, <laughs> but don't spoil it. Yeah. You're upsetting me when you do that. You really are. No more. It's bad enough that he recorded Galway Girl. Like he doesn't get to take over the Banshees. Which I think we can all agree well. is a hate crime. Yes. Yeah. Um, Belfast was January as well, wasn't so it? So it was. So it was. Um, I, I've talked about this before, but just to say it again, like if if you think that Belfast is sort of you know overegged or whatever else, so I is. sat down to watch it with my parents, so and they basically signed off on every single thing that happens in it. So they did, um, yeah. Because it was the, the, their time, and when it they were starred your up. man. It starred my man, <laughs> Jamie Dornan. I was, I was attempting Northern Irish vernacular. Was that not clear? <laughs> Very much not. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, I really like Belfast. and I know there's been a bit of a rush to kind of backlash it and, uh, and kick it a little bit. But I, I it liked great. it. I liked it. I thought it was very, very good. And uh, yeah, got to speak to Ken Branagh for the for the magazine for that and, and that was fantastic mm. our accent's getting steadily thicker as the uh, <laughs> as the interview went on uh, Nightmare Alley came out in January as well and that, yeah. that, that may be my second favourite Guillermo del Toro film it is it's it's up there for me it's just so bleak and he usually yeah. has a bit more I think optimism in his heart and that mm. one whew, but an incredible looking film just one of the most gorgeous your second favourite seriously yeah. so just after Blade 2 <laughs> Just after Blade 2 and, and ahead of Mimic. Oh, uh, but, yeah. Wow. No, I am telling Pan's Labyrinth. It's behind, it's behind Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, and then, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was absolutely tremendous. I'll be honest, it's my second favourite Guillermo film of the year. I thought Pinocchio was astonishing. Absolutely and that we agree. Beautiful, beautiful film. Yeah. Oh, I seem to have accidentally pressed play on, uh, on the Empire podcast. Uh, so if you heard my voice, <laughs> underneath my voice, don't worry, you're not going insane. Uh, I'm trying to figure out because I you know, figure out the easiest way to figure out what came out in the year is to look at the blurbs for the podcast because yeah. I have mm. listed what we reviewed on the show. Sure. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we reviewed everything. Oh, I know sometimes we don't, but you know, for the most part we did. So that was good. Uh, so yeah, I, and I loved Nightmare Alley, but uh, and neither of your noses grew there when you talked about yeah. how much. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Partly because we're not wooden boys, but also because uh, that was entirely truthful. It is a great, great film. It is. But don't watch it with small children. If you want a Pinocchio for small children, go for the Zemeckis. If you want a, ch- a Pinocchio for literally anyone else, <laughs> watch the year. Just watch the Disney one, right? Watch the Disney Pinocchio. It, it's also really upsetting, actually. Yeah, I know, but yeah. it's less upsetting than the Zemeckis one, which is because you're, you're sitting there crying, going, I remember this guy used to make Back to the Future. Anyway, yeah. uh, let me see. February. <laughs> Moonfall. Yes, <laughs> Moonfall. No, Film I'm sorry. Of the yeah. year. No, no, I can't sign up. You're right. It. You are absolutely right. When I said a mandatory cinematic experience, I forgot, oh, of geez. course, to include the glorious Moonfall. It was like it wasn't good, bad. It was just bad, bad. No, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I have a big soft spot for Roland Emmerich, but this is on the list with Anonymous, not on the list with Independence Day. Do you know what I mean? I feel the same bad, bad way about Uncharted, also released <gasps> in February. Yeah, sad but fine. true. Yeah, it was fine. It was one of these things where, but then it's a film where I like to think shares the name of a video game series, but really very little else apart from the odd half tuck. Exactly. Yeah. It just, it felt... What's it, a half tuck? He, Nathan Drake Is that like when wears, they tuck in the front of their shirt? One of the side. The Nathan Drake famously has the yeah. side of his top tucked in and not the other side. And that's, mm. that's his look, the half tuck. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought it was a sex thing. <laughs> oh, that's a different sex thing. Yeah, I'll show you afterwards. Uncharted. <laughs> Uncharted. No. We may be entering uncharted territory. Yeah. 
Honor Among Thieves, yeah. indeed. The two of you and <laughs> I'll take you to Shangri-La yeah. and back. Anyway, yes, Uncharted did come out in February, as yeah. did uh, Death and the Nile, um, which, you know, yeah. Mm. Niled it. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> that's very good. I really like the souvenir part too. Yes, um, I was about to say Because I was, I was a little bit cool on the souvenir, which was getting a lot of hyperbole at the time of memory it, serves. Hyperbole. It was not hyperbole. It was 100% warranted praise. That's a great film. Okay. Well, I mean, it, the souvenir part too, the best thing I can say about it is that it made me want to revisit the souvenir to see if maybe I missed something um, because I really liked that one. That's beautiful. Souvenir Part 2, very, very important movie, of course, but uh, not as important as Studio 666, which came out <laughs> in February oh, and that afforded was fun. me the chance to speak to Dave Grohl on the podcast. Oh, yeah. your true love. Yeah. <laughs> which was lovely. Yeah, very, very lovely indeed. And, you know, actually, it's, that film's become obviously weirdly bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah given that uh, Taylor Hawkins passed away not too long not after it came after, out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And he's so charming in the film as well. I hadn't really. Yeah, you know, I didn't. I didn't feel like I knew him much. Like I've heard Foo Fighters music, but I haven't watched a lot of their interviews or whatever. Mm. Um, and he just came across really as being a really fun, really yeah. pleasant guy. In that apparently, he just refused to say any of the stuff they gave him and just, <laughs> just, just, did just, just yeah, and just did it whatever, worked. whatever worked. It worked. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, that that's a fun schlocky film. Yeah, that I think you'd have to be a bit of a churl to give. Yeah, it uh, knows exactly what to. it is. I, yeah. I feel like that film. Yeah, um, Kimmy. Came Ooh, out of one of my sleepers of the year. Yeah, I really liked it because it's, sometimes it's easy to overlook the the stuff that came out and went to streaming, or in Kimmy's case, went straight to Sky, mm. which has happened quite a lot this yeah. year. Um, you know, they've had some really interesting films that have just gone straight to Sky, like Russell Crowe's the second movie Russell Crowe directed, and we didn't review it on the film on the podcast. Uh, Poker Face. Like, I wanted to see that. Yeah, well, that's on Sky mm-hmm. right now. If you have a Sky mm-hmm. or Now TV subscription, then you can. Mm-hmm. I would recommend you do it after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a couple of hours, guys. <laughs> you know, so the, the Sky have upped their game a little bit in terms of the stuff that they've 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 bought in. After Yang was another yes, it was. Sky mm, that was a, that original. Was a good movie. For example, Colin Again, Farrell's tremendous year. Colin Farrell he just really has he, had a good year. He doesn't give bad performances, and that's and cool. also like just think about like the 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 variation yeah. between after mm. Yang, this really odd art heisty film where he's this really gentle, caring, <laughs> loving father character. Then you've got mm. uh, The Banshees of Inner Sharon, yeah. where he is Ed this, Sheeran. again, well-meaning, mm. nice fella who, you know, is trying to do his best, but also ah, like, is kind of at his wit's end. <laughs> no spoilers, you madman. And then you also have the penguin. Right? What the fuck? I know. No one can accuse him of not stretching himself, I think. <laughs> he has the range. Yeah. You can't say he doesn't have the range. Ah, he's gorgeous. He is gorgeous. <laughs> Fucking gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Never not funny. Always. <laughs> but yes, back to Kimmy, because Kimmy is the new Steven Soderbergh film and written by David Kep. And it's really good. And, yeah. you know, and, you know, Zoe Kravitz being really cool, a really nice thriller that I don't think many people saw necessarily. And that's kind of been the tragedy of Steven Soderbergh's recent career that he's very much embraced the streaming paradigm. Mm-hmm. But as a result, I mean, I, don't, I still don't think that Meryl Streep one that he did, the one where she's on the, the cruise ship, has come out in this country, which is bizarre. Mm. Well, it was, in fairness, it was a good year for, you know, Rich people on holiday and uh, cruise ships and <laughs> so was. on. So, you know, maybe they, it was just an overcrowded market. Mm. Perhaps. But, yeah. Perhaps. Zoe was having a really good couple of weeks because I think a couple of weeks later, The Batman came out, which is yes. what are you? my second <laughs> favorite superhero film of the year. Really? 
my first favorite super film of the year, we're going to talk about it later, is RRR. Okay. All right. I see what you're doing here. What? I see what you're doing here. All right. Okay. <laughs> I see what you're doing here. Do you disagree? I, no. It's not superhero. Film. Yes, it is. It's not superhero. Yes, it is. It's not superhero. We'll discuss it there. It, yeah, we'll it discuss it now. It's not a superhero. <laughs> film. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's a very, very good film. That's mm. yes. Yes. But no. No. No, I'm on. I Where see do what you you're doing. Captain Semantics, place. but no. No. Superhero no. film or not? I just don't care. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm with Helen. Like, I don't it's care. It's way over the top. And it, and the it correct does think, answer was look, yes, Amon is right. No, but like, if it's a superhero <laughs> film, then so are all the Fast and Furious movies. Like, Agreed. in both cases, someone has got, has decided that like the laws of physics are for wimps and has just gone mm. nuts. But it doesn't necessarily make it a superhero movie. Um, it's a fucking great movie, though, that we should definitely talk about. RRR. RRR. A pirate's favorite film. Yes, RRR. We'll talk about the Batman in a second, but we did a spoiler special for RRR, which we are recording after we record this, but I'm told it will happen. So, you know, I spoke to SS Rajamouli for that, and so there's lots of goodness going on with that one and it's on Netflix right now if you haven't seen RRR uh, I haven't had the experience of watching it in the cinema I, mm. I booked tickets to see it when it came out again on the on the big screen and I couldn't go yeah. sadly mm. but uh, it's the Hindi version on Netflix but you know we kind yeah. of have everything in this world but um, but no it's uh, this is not to say that Hindi versions are bad but it's, that's not the original language it was yes. it was filmed in just to be clear yeah. um, but uh, but no it's, it's an astonishing film it's got um, action scenes the like of which you have never seen before mm-hmm. and that is a thing to be cherished uh, these days you know it's the same way that everything everywhere all at once gave you action you had never seen before <laughs> and never even realised was missing from your mm-hmm. life it's yeah. like now we know that people who haven't seen everything ever, everywhere all at once are missing out on dildo fights yeah. and we know that as a, as a society Right and hot dog fingers and sim- and hot dog fingers. They don't yeah. know what you can do with hot dog fingers. Whereas we know that now. And similarly with RRR, yeah. you know, we know that people are missing out on you know piggyback ride fight scenes. <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, again, we'll talk about the Batman in a second. But you're you're right about that. And it's a huge disappointment to me that. Um, Everything Everywhere All at Once came out around the same time as Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. And Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness wasn't as mad as everything everywhere all at once mm-hmm. and didn't have a dildo fight and I think yes it had a musical notes fight which was, that was brilliant fun. one of that my favourite ones the, the, the best they scene in the movie by far in my po- opinion quite possibly quite possibly <laughs> uh, but it, you know it wasn't musical dildos now was it Amon mm. and I, 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 I that would have pushed it over the top I don't know this for a fact <laughs> but I suspect that the delay in bringing us the next two Mission Impossible movies is so that it can have a dildo fight. You know what? That would totally make sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> Fast 10 must have. Fast 10 your dildos because it's happening. Anyway, this has been a fun podcast. The Batman came the out. Batman came out. The Batman yeah. came out. It did. Yeah. I mean, look, I appreciate it and I uh, enjoy it. I'm just going to get my thing out of the way and then you can all, you know, blurb over it. But I, uh, I liked everybody involved. I thought there were some really good performances in it. I just am a little bit tired of super du- duper grim dark Batman, and um, and I felt like it was a little bit overcomplicated and unnecessary at times. And I didn't think I didn't love its decisions about Bruce, but I thought it had some really clever stuff in it, like which we discussed in our spoiler special. And if you don't subscribe to our spoiler channel, you should totally 
do what so. What the fuck are um, you doing? I mean, yes, but, subscribe. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I just, I had, I had some issues with it. So I would just really like us to, to, to try some new Batman things. That's all. see, I, mm. I know, and it's weird given that Batman Returns is arguably the best Batman film. But I do think Batman as a character lends himself quite well to that very earnest grimdark stuff, and I'm quite here for it. Like, no, it of course you are, but I it's know, made I for know, you. I know, I know. And but, like, it doesn't have to be made just for you. That's, that's true. all I'm Although, saying. Although, how dare you? But also, <laughs> it, but it shows the thing that you don't need. To, it just because you're going the dark route, it doesn't need to be boring. Batman versus Superman. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't like you oh, can yeah. go down that route but you can make it entertaining you can make it interesting uh, and I think this worked really well in that regard also I was really here for our, our bats like emo Batman it's RRR bats RRR bats <laughs> uh, yeah I, I thought that was great I love the fact that he just mopes around the Batcave you know with coal eyeliner on listening to my chemical romance and paramour I think that's, uh, that's, that's a good look for him <laughs> yeah, my, my only note about that was like wouldn't he immediately be a suspect as the Batman like because he's so freaking emo and it's he's such eyeliner. a weirdo it's the eyeliner that, that's, that's, that's a valid criticism I really liked it as the first of many Michael Giacchino scores this year which have just been phenomenal and I think it's a really great foundation for future Bat sequels to build on which will I think give you more colours in terms of more beats to play for Bruce Wayne as he develops let's into, hope yeah um but yeah, this is this is a good starting point for that. And as I said in the pod, I hope that now he's had his first go round with the Riddler, he does sort of grow into becoming the world's greatest detective because he's not quite there yet no. at this point in, in his in his life. Can I just say my favorite score of the year was not a movie score; it was Bear McCreary with Lord of the Rings. Mm. That's a good interesting. Score. It's a very, very good score. score. Um, I love a score for God of War Ragnarok as well, but that's different. Um, My favourite score of the year was Manchester United nil Liverpool 5. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, my favourite score of the year. This is an interesting question. I don't my like, favourite. And one that no one know. asked. But carry on. Thank you. Thank you for asking that question. I'm following up on what <laughs> Helen said. I know what my favourite track of the year is, and that is Michael Abel's Nope from Nope, uh, which is the final track that plays in the film. It's sp- spectacular. Um, so, so yeah, my favorite score, I'm going to need to think about that a little bit. But yeah, yes, like you didn't free. come prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be on this podcast like an hour before it started. You said, that's not, hey, that's not true. You replied to this yesterday. You said, yes, we're, we're in. I, you know, Just because I'm I applied does not mean that... You didn't confer with me until this hour. Hey, anyway, banter. the Sandman score was also pretty good. Let's yes, move on. Was. The Sandman score. David the Sandman Buckley. Score, oh, okay. Yeah, David Buckley. Really either. good. Yeah. Great TV show. You should check it out. It is. Mm. You know what also came out in March and was 100% fresh? Fresh. Oh, yeah. Fresh did. Fresh this right. year. Yeah, fresh. Yeah, that was clever. Nothing like a bit of cannibalism. I'm very much enjoying uh, Bucky's post-Bucky career. Sorry, Sebastian Stan's post-Bucky <laughs> Yeah, Bucky he's career. following up. He's doing a, an Apple film as well coming out, which is he seems to be <laughs> continuing <laughs> that trend. Um, but yeah, that, that film was great and also incredibly upsetting. Super upsetting. <laughs> really yeah. dark. And it, I, it affected me a lot, that film did. Not all of it good, but it was fascinating and mm. really well put together. Yeah. Really well done. Yeah. Really Daisy Edgar-Jones is fantastic in it. Yeah. Really great uh, mid-movie title drop as well. I like that. Yes, about near the end, in fact, <laughs> which, is, which is wild. Uh, also, that month was just to show you that I'm not just Captain Blockbuster and uh, and Mr. MCU was uh, the new film from Shaq Odiar, if you please. Oh, Paris, 13th District, which was very, very good mm. and in black and white. So fucking suck it. Oh, yeah. I, that, I saw, that was good. That was good. Yeah. Mm. 
I mean, I was, subtitles. I read them and everything, <laughs> but I understood oh some boy. of what they were saying thanks to my nearly three years of Duolingo. Very good. Well done. Très bien. <laughs> well, I also really enjoyed the Phantom of the Open, uh, which came out in March, but was the Empire Gala at last year's London Film Festival. It was. Starts. It was. It was. And I totally remember what the what the gala was this year as well. Oh, it was a good nurse. The it good was a good nurse. nurse. Yes, it was yes. a good nurse. Yeah, so there. that's that's good. Yes, Phantom of the Open is fun. And just to show you that I'm not just Captain Arthouse. <laughs> Lest we think that. Uh, March also gave us, uh, for my money, one of the best action movies of the last few years. The Michael, Nan movie. Michael Bay's Ambulance. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Oh, it was so all good. right. I really enjoyed that film. That film, because like Michael Bay can be a bit hit and miss. Like He's done some films that I genuinely love and are my all-time favourites and she's done, he's done some films that I barely managed to sit through uh, and this definitely fell closer to the first count than the second. Anytime I think of the drone shots in that movie a smile just comes to my face. Yeah, it's right? wonderful. It also has Jake Gyllenhaal giving you some of the greatest line readings you'll hear in any film. Yeah. This is Kashmir! It's <laughs> so much fun. It's <laughs> so full of energy and yeah. it's it's really great because you know to see a director kind of rediscover himself because I, I kind of feel that Bay got a little bit bored as we all did during his long Transformer streak. God, yeah. yeah. And uh, and this in a way has transformed him oh, no. as a director uh, I think it's great and it's, I think it's been unfairly overlooked maybe because of the Michael Bay thing but mm. uh, it's been unfairly overlooked certainly in action circles and it's really good it's, really good I, I just don't think it's up there with Top Bay I'll be honest it's up there with bit. Top Bay I mean it's it, for me it's it's as good it's the best thing he's done since since uh, Armageddon no <laughs> I had a thing what, what's better uh, the first Transformers is a good film it's not yes. yeah it's well, not, wait, I, no, I wait, think wait, this is better. give me a chance to have a pregnant pause before I say no no <laughs> no, no. Does anyone no. else want to do that? No. No. Um, also no. in March, just before we move on, uh, The Worst Person in the World came out, which is a fantastic... No, he's right here! Hey! <laughs> you set him up. I knock him down. <laughs> yeah, it's um, So, yeah, we should... I just wanted to mention it. If people haven't seen it, that was the... That was a sort of critical can, darling, mm. um, before, before it released. Was it can? It was can. Wasn't sure, it? why yeah. not? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and finally, finally came out here in March, and um, is no, it's just a just a great character mm. study. It's funny. Mm. It's it's weird. It's, it's very sad. Saying. It's very sad. In the end, Speaking of things that are both sad and the worst person in the world, Morbius also came out <laughs> around that time of year. Uh, so that was a thing that happened. It, I mean, it, it was a thing that happened certainly. But let's move on. Yeah, yeah. nobody knows the true price. I think Morbius. I saw that twice. Shut oh, up! Gosh. Why well, would you do I, that? Spoiler specials. Wow, I yeah. paid. For that. We all paid for uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> I went to go see it with Helen. Um, that, That's that was, right. That was a day because we, we missed the screening because we were doing karaoke, um, which was fun. Well, you know, uh, I think fun. we made the right choice. Yeah, I think yeah. you did. Oh, was it the time we did karaoke? Yeah. Oh, that was fun. That was yeah. good. That was good. But um, yeah, this, the, the worst post-credit scene I've seen in anything in a long time. Nobody in the post-credit sequence, <laughs> I think, A, was in the same room at any yeah. point, but also they they clearly don't know what, yeah. yeah. It yeah. wasn't a post-credit scene, though, was it? No. It was like, what do we have on the cutting room floor that yeah. we can assemble? Yeah. But Daniel Espinosa will make more good movies, that I'm sure of. Just not that one. Yeah. But not today. Not today. <laughs> um, okay, uh, this, is, this is a fun little format we've stumbled upon accidentally, but uh, let's, let's just go with it. So, uh, also in March, a couple of films that I think, I, again, might be unfairly overlooked uh, in the year-end stakes. 
Uh, one is The Outfit, which is another Mark Rylance movie. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Have you seen The Outfit? Mm-mm. Really fun little thriller slash character study, uh, self-contained, one location, lots of cool actors being really, really cool, and Mark Rylance uh, dominating them all. Um, mm. I'm not going to give too much away, but let's just say they could call it a history of Rylance, because Rylance rhymes with violence. And, uh, wow. And, uh, Labored. And, yeah. No, not labored. <laughs> Genius. Genius. Uh, and that's really, really good. And also, um, Richard Linklater's Apollo 10 and a half. Oh, yeah, that was super mm, cute. Yeah. Came out and got completely and utterly buried. Mm. And I think the most egregious example of Netflix's ability to completely parry films, and as we've talked about in the podcast many, many times, their knockdown ginger approach to film marketing, which is infuriating and frustrating for us. Mm. Imagine what it's like being a filmmaker. It really is because they get great films and they don't tell anyone that they're coming out. And even if you know that they're there and you go looking for them on the service, like, you know, you have to literally use the search box. They won't appear necessarily in new releases or trending. Mm-hmm. It's it's infuriating. and You're um, on the carousel for like backwards. three minutes and you fall off. And that's it, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yes, was, please, please just tell us your films, please. Uh, you, I was speaking to <laughs> a, Help us a major filmmaker you. the other week. And I'm not going to say their name, but um, they were asking, what, what films have you seen this year? What's been really, really good? What, what, what have I missed? Kind of thing. And I said, oh, Apollo 10 and a half, the new Richard Linklater film. No, I hadn't heard of it. No idea. It's the new Richard Linklater film. For the love of God. I know. Honestly. Crazy. The Crazy. contract was around that month as well. Remember with, with Wayward Pine when he's on the run? Wayward Pine. Yeah. No. <laughs> No. Never remember. Okay. Well, fair the two, enough. The two Chris Pine movies yeah. came out at very, very close proximity. One was Both contract. Yeah. One was oh, the, the one was the oh, contract. Okay. Door, not the contract. Which is what I said, yes. One was the n- You said the contract. I said the contractor. Oh. It's possible the last part of it slipped away from the mic, but it was the contractor. Oh, I see. Oh, it did the contract is something. The other different. Chris Pine film was All the Old Knights. All the old knights. Right. Yes. That's I enjoyed right. both of those actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a very different reason. Mm. Indeed. Yeah, totally fine. Uh, the Northman? Did the Northman move the needle for anybody? Every time I have thrown a spear since, I've thought of that film. Isn't, isn't, wasn't that, we're surrounded to April now? Yes. yes. I mean, yes. sure. Um, yeah, no, the Northman I thought was uh, immensely fun and um, very, very cool, very stylized. Mm. Uh, the spear trucking moment alone will go down in history. Oh, <laughs> such a flex. That, that, one, uh, that, that first big action scene is yeah. stunning. Stunning on a big screen. I loved, I loved watching that. Yeah, I love how determinately weird it is. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Eggers, Robert Eggers is not really making any concessions whatsoever He's for really the increased not. budget. It's just, <laughs> it has a scene in which Ethan Hawke and his young son, you know, get on all fours and bowl and snarl and fart and bark <laughs> in front of a, you know, frankly prancing, capering, half nude <laughs> Willem Dafoe. And it's the weirdest thing I've seen Willem Dafoe do since Spider-Man No Way Home. It's it's <laughs> it's so bizarre. I love it. I it, think I think it's great. Yeah, really I, great. I mean, it wasn't was it the most bizarre film in in April? A film uh, a month that also had These the unbearable yeah. the unbearable weight seconds. of massive talent. <laughs> it also had Benedetta, where you know, oh, let's be honest, uh, <laughs> religious statues are used for non-approved reasons. Um, uh, you did say you wanted more dildo fights. <laughs> I, that is true. It's also the month of, of course, I think we can we can all uh, remember clearly where we were and uh, how we were how we were dressed when we first saw Fantastic Beasts, whatever it the was. The Secrets of Dumbledore. The yeah. Secrets of Dumbledore is, no, is what I remember the, it the being The Crimes called. of Secrets. The sequel is called <laughs> The Dumbledore of Grindelwald. 
isn't it? I don't know. I think I he is, know. though, isn't yes. he? That's well, the whole this point. This is true. Did you, did you watch it, Helen, or were you just chilling at home? It's chilling at It was the little creature thing. It's fine. It's fine. Carry on. It's all good. That was... Wow. Yeah. Mm. Four hours it took yeah. you to get here. <laughs> it did. <laughs> whole time I was thinking about that chilling <laughs> game. <laughs> I'd have been here sooner, but I was thinking about the Ham and Rye line. Yeah. Oh I really God. enjoyed The Unbearable Weight of Massive Oh, yeah, it's time. gorgeous. Um, and that is one of the, my favorite cinematic experiences of the mm-hmm. year, actually. I laughed a yeah, lot so did I. watching yeah. that movie. Uh, and the Paddington 2 moment is genius. Oh, incredible. Mm-hmm. And also, it, it, it shows us that, you know, The Mandalorian really did miss a trick by not giving us Pedro Pascal's face, because his face mm-hmm. in that film is is poetry. Yeah. His 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 big old wide, wide-eyed, <laughs> grinning sort of optimism and innocence throughout that film. I, I just love it. He's amazing. Yeah. They're both I, amazing. I, I want the, the Nicolas Cage treasure chest room with all the memorabilia because <laughs> it's just yeah. so much fun. It's so good. But, uh, <laughs> but not so up on the unbearable weight of Massive Dumbledore. It's just like, it's a film that's almost felt like it was there by contractual demand. Like I was excited to see um, Mads Mikkelsen obviously taking mm-hmm. over that role um, and he was good for what he had to do but oh, everything else just felt like a load of plates spinning for no mm-hmm. real reason. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know that film, that film series after three films doesn't mm. feel like it's gone anywhere. But Helen, the jackets, the jackets aren't even like. I mean, they're still great, but you know, I'm not excited anymore. I should be excited yeah. by the jackets. Jackets things. forever. Uh, listen, <laughs> speaking of spinning plates, segue, segue, segue. <laughs> Uh, for no good reason whatsoever, it brings me to Downton Abbey and New Era. <laughs> yes, uh, we, so classic. We have a listener question. Um, I hope we're going to have time to get the listener <laughs> questions. I'm worrying now that we won't. But uh, uh, someone said best line readings of the year, and I was really racking my brains trying to think of what the best line reading of the year is. And it's Maggie Smith's yes. final line in you know, spoiler alert, she carks it, and <laughs> <laughs> it's the final line in that. Stop that noise! I can't hear myself. Die, <laughs> and then she dies. That's it's a good one. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be in my shortlist, but that one. This is Cashmere by Jake Gyllenhaal in Ambulance. Um, what was the other one that I had? Oh, Nick Cage Smooch is good, and I'm a bit overweight of massive talent. Uh, what is reality? Kate Hudson and Glass Onion. There's been a, there's been a few good ones. Mm. Been, yeah. <laughs> Practically been. anything in Banshees, I would put up as my yeah. line of the year. Mm, I think. So I think funny. Even the, the the priest comes along at one point and goes, "How's your despair?" Mm. I mean, just <laughs> fantastic. If we're if we're including TV in this, though, it's we're and, not. It's, we're not. We're not. I'm on. <laughs> well, we're not. it's Andor. It's we're always, not. It's, it's my Andor. moment has arrived. <laughs> oh, God. I would burn my life to to make a podcast you'll never hear. <laughs> <laughs> that is, it is that speech. Yeah, it is yeah. that speech. Yeah. Right. I love that the fact that you're away. quoting this episode of the show that you have not seen. <laughs> I, I just, Wikipedia is my friend. Oh, I couldn't... You're just robbing yourself of okay. art. Look, I, just, don't, wait, I don't let, We don't have time for this conversation. Because Spoiler, and or his pilot show of the year. Well, duh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sorry, yes, well, about, well done. What about uh, Better Call Saul? Uh, it's very much up there. Are you saying it's better? Are you saying that Andor is better than Better Call Saul? I am actually saying that the first season of Andor is better than the last season of Better Call Saul. <laughs> Let the record reflect that Chris is searching for a weapon to, or oh, just to mute just me. Just I think he said mute. Better Call. Uh, oh God, Better Call, Call Saul is magnificent. Was incredible TV show of the year, uh, but I haven't seen Andor. In fairness, <laughs> indeed. Uh, or the bear. The bear was also the bear. The bear all covered there. in hair. The bear, the bear, and the maiden oh, I fair. I love the bear so much. <laughs> yes, it was great. 
watch the bear twice. That happens, you know, it's eight, eight, eight episodes. You can watch it twice and you're only half an hour. Yeah. Anyway, 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 anyway. We're not paying to talk about TV, not, are we? We're clearly not doing the, <laughs> the format that I set out an hour ago. <laughs> we're, we're doing this new format and that's fine because mm. it brings us to uh, the question I was talking about earlier on. Mm. Because April also brought us Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, yeah. a film that was, I think it's fair to say, my most keenly anticipated of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, you know, I, I, I've seen it a number of times now and it's fine, but it's still in many ways the biggest disappointment for me this year. Mm-hmm. And brings us that big question that on an Empire's top 20 of the year list, mm. There isn't a single MCU film. But there's there's none that really deserve to be there, really. Yeah. Like, so Doctor Strange, I, I enjoyed Doctor Strange a lot. Like, it has its flaws, but I enjoyed it more than Love and Thunder. I mm-hmm. think I probably enjoyed it more than Wakanda Forever, if I'm absolutely honest with Me you. Too. But all three of those films, I think they're they're fine. Like, there's not one of them below three stars for me. I think they're they're probably all three of them three-star films. Uh, but they're, you know, they're they're decent, they're fine, but they're just fine. Like, and they're good to see in the cinema as well. You know, they're, they're definitely cinematic experiences. I had, a, I had a blast in all of them. But in terms of sort of quality, I felt like they haven't, you know, they're punching well below the MCU at their best. So. Yeah, I think it's the storytelling that suffered for me across the MCU big screen this year. All of those three films felt like they were laboring to put pieces in place and laboring to establish certain things and do certain things. And and having less space for their own story and their own mm. emotions. I mean, you know, quality-wise, in terms of like the the, the costumes, the design, the the BFX. I mean, yep. everything was incre- incredible looking. Like the you know the the god realm, incredible looking. Um, Wakanda again, amazing. The costumes off the fucking charts. It it all looked amazing. I still love the way the multiverse looks. I just. The, the stories, man. It's got to be about the stories first yeah. and foremost. And, and I felt like they were all just not quite there. You need the feels. You need the feels. You need the, you feels. Need the feels. It works when there are the feels. And, and the feels were not entirely mm. delivered for any of the three. Amon, what about you? I mean, the fact that you were saying earlier on that Wakanda Forever, which I'm guessing was your most anticipated movie of the year, certainly when uh, Spider first moved. Yes, after Spider first moved, yeah. it was. Uh, even that was would probably not be in your top 10 of the year. Uh, that maybe indicates to me that you were struggling a little bit with that film more than you perhaps had anticipated. The same, I think you probably had the same experience with that film as I did with. I had, I had a better time with Wakanda Forever than you did with, with Multiverse of Madness. I think um, I really enjoyed. It. I did feel the feels that uh, Helen is talking about. Um, it's impossible not to with that that opening Chadwick. Mm. Yeah, the, oh, yeah. The, 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 the opening and the closing. You know, I, I would yeah. elaborate more on this in the as well as special, but. The the post credit scene of Wakanda Forever. There are very few f- scenes I've watched this year which have made me that emotional. Um, so I felt it there. So there's the- Brett Goldstein turned up as Hercules in <laughs> Love and Thunder. <laughs> and this, yeah, pretty much it. That's, that's, pretty, that's, that's, that's pretty much the list. Um, but yeah, now I that was very very powerful to me. There were some storytelling issues. Uh, I will grant you that, but. For me, they are minor, or more minor in the grand scheme of what that film did well. Um, and, you know, I've said this before, but given everything that they were dealing with, the fact that that film works on any level, let alone the level that I think it does, is a damn miracle. I um, yeah, so I don't think any of us are saying otherwise. Yeah, that. I, know, I think, I I think we, we'd all agree with that. Yeah. I, just, I just feel like, you know, for all its ambition and all its great, 
huge expectations, it still has to deliver. Yeah, no, absolutely. We have but, to do what, what yeah. we do. But yeah, I just thought that was worth yeah. saying. Yeah. What I don't agree with is the rush to pronounce this the the downfall of the MCU. Certainly yeah. not in a year where I think the TV shows have been fantastic. You know, even going back, you know, we can we can't include Hawkeye uh, because if we include Hawkeye, then we can include No Way Home, and suddenly the prognosis <laughs> is a lot is a lot more bright. Mm-hmm. But you know, this year it had Moon Knight, it had Miss Marvel, it had um, She-Hulk Attorney at Law, which is my favourite MCU show. Agreed. And, and on, on small screen, you know, not everything is wholly successful, but they're mm-hmm. taking swings and yeah. they're introducing characters who are more impactful than, I say, the characters they've introduced on the big screen this mm-hmm. year. Yeah. So I think, you know, and you can, yes, we can talk about screen time has, has a big part to play in that, but also there's an instant impact that Stephen Grant made, that Kamala Khan made, that Jen Walters made, that Riri Williams and America Chavez didn't for me. I can't believe you haven't mentioned the greatest new character that we've been introduced to this year. Madison. Madison! (laughs) One One, episode. One I, was it one Y, two N's, but now where where you you think? think. Case closed. (laughs) Yeah, she's great. And obviously everything that's going on with Wong is just amazing. Wongers love it it so much. But there's been a rush in and and some people are falling over themselves to proclaim, you know, Marvel on the downslope and, you know, I think that that's uh, that's a bit... It's a fallow uh, period. It's a fallow period, yeah. They're going to be fine. And now that the wider storytelling the picture is starting to become more clear mm-hmm. you're going to see sort of the, the anticipation is still going to be there and I feel like that knowledge that we have now is going to make these films a little bit better because we're not going to be actively thinking about that as much while we're watching the film I mean you could argue that because of the, the wider thing we're talking about mm-hmm. in terms of cinema going and you know attendances are falling and you know is there ever going to be a focal point like Avengers Endgame was mm-hmm. again, and I'm not so sure. On the other hand, Feige's also, you know, he's sitting on the X Men and on <laughs> Fantastic Four and on whatever the hell those two Avengers movies are going to be in 25 and 26. So you know, he might, <laughs> needless to say, he has he'll have the last laugh, uh, mm-hmm. Alan Partridge styley. So I think I think you know you, they could ramp up to those levels again. But also the box office wasn't entirely 100%, I think, where they wanted it to be this year. No one's saying that any of these films are are failures. No one's bringing out the spreadsheets a la Black Adam to show that actually, no, we did make a profit. Uh, But none of these films so far, uh, at time of recording, I think Black Panther might get close and paid a billion. And Thor Love and Thunder, which is actually my favourite MCU film of the year, uh, you know, and obviously Ben's as well. We had to wrestle him to ground to stop him giving it five. Thank the Lord. I mean, <laughs> that would have been insanity. Yep. Listen, as the god of, of uh, infamous five-star reviews, <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can absolutely relate to where he wanted to go with that. Mm. But, you know, that movie for me is tremendous fun and does stick the emotional landing. I know you you differ in particular, Mon. I know mm-hmm. you don't you don't think it does it does yeah. like that, and Helen obviously thinks that as well, mm-hmm. and James thinks that as well. I. Actually, <laughs> fuck you all. <laughs> I was just realised the point at each of you going. I'm in yeah. a room with enemies. No love, all thunder. Bring back Ben. Bring back Ben. Ben, I need but, I need but, I need yeah. reinforcements. I need ballast. <laughs> Quick, Ben. Uh, but you know, I think that there was a a rush, and I think a lot of it came from a sort of Taika backlash. Taika Waititi backlash mm. because he's been much more high profile as a, as a personality. I, I don't and think so though because I who doesn't love I love him. Yeah. I wanted the I've best seen for him. A lot yeah. of people on Twitter you know, basically Yeah, I mean, look, there's always 
take him down a peg or two. And they're I always balanced on Twitter. That. Yeah, and I think you know, yeah. I, like Ragnarok is one of my absolute all-time favorite MCU films. I think it's fucking brilliant yeah. and mm. utterly hilarious. I this was the most exciting film in terms of MCU for me, and I was crushed. I, yeah. look, I I I literally put Hunt for the Wilder People on my sight and sound poll list. Like mm. I I I love Taika Waititi. It's a trap. But <laughs> I I just couldn't I just couldn't sign off on this film. I just felt like it was it kept losing sight of what it should should be. And I, I didn't the, love the, it. the balance between stakes and humor for me in that film was way off. But even with all of us saying this about the MCU, I'm still betting on Feige. Like, the guy's yeah. playing 23D chess. There's <laughs> no way that at the end of this, and at the end of phase six, he's going to light up a cigar, Hannibal King style, and say, I love it when a plan comes together. That is what he's going to do. Well, Hannibal King is uh, Ryan Reynolds' character from Blade Trinity, so he's more like you're saying, you are chuckling thunder that he is oh no he says it to Parker Posey doesn't he he does yes. say yeah. it to Parker, Parker Posey, Posey. yes yeah. Hannibal Smith Smith that was him thank you uh, <laughs> he's more likely to say I love it when a plan comes together that's the one you I meant thunder <laughs> 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 but, there yeah. we go um, but yeah there, there's there's that's what Kevin Feige is going to do I um, think so I, I have utter faith and especially now we know that you know, Kang and Secret Wars is part of where they're headed. They still got, they now got Wolverine and Deadpool. Back. It, it, they're going to be fine. I think they it's going to be a be must fine. see because you know, obviously No Way Home did so well because of the must see nature yeah. of it. You've got to see, you know, it's a year on. We can talk about it. The three Spider Men together. That this is mm-hmm. something you, you know, and you, you know, the emotional effect that had on me. I think we'll have other things like that, but in things like that were meant to have that impact, like mm. Professor X being in Multiverse of Madness, just felt really badly handled mm. and tacked on. They and should not it have released work. that in the, in the trailer. But that's that's notwithstanding. I think mm. it also doesn't necessarily work that well yeah. in the movie. And yeah. same thing with the John Krasinski, Reed Richards. Anyway, listen, but, I am very excited about where they're going. But mm-hmm. this year there were a couple of wobbles cinematically, and this has been an entity, a cinematic entity, a studio. 30 films in now that has previously felt unassailable and bulletproof and I wonder if maybe you know this is the first time since Endgame that you know they've wobbled a bit or were they expecting this in a way I think, you, you might I think be right they, I think they knew some of this was coming but um, maybe not the extent of it yeah. so uh, you know the, the thing that they have been good at and the thing that has made them last this long is that they will listen consider and reset. And course correct. So, course correct. Mm. So I think we have to hope that there's a bit of that going and on. Also, one thing this year has taught us is that there is always a way back. Like, mm-hmm. Lucasfilm set Star Wars on fire with the rise of Skywalker and I thought I was done with Star Wars forever. And then Mando <laughs> came along and then Boba Fett and Obi-Wan came along and I was like, no, I was right the first time. But then Andor came along and I'm like, mm-hmm. I am 100% back in the tag. Yeah. Star Wars is back, back, back. I'm here for everything Star Wars now until Boba Fett season two comes. Mm-hmm. And, oh, no, uh, you know, that. but that's exciting. So I I think you yeah. know you can stray from the path, but you can always find your way back. You can, and you know that's that's encouraging. And there have been look. I mean, the, the same month that we're talking about, we're into May now. The same month is the, the month with the two biggies, with Top Gun Maverick, yes, and with everything, everywhere, all at once. And by the way, a tiny, tiny little film that um, came out in May, uh, The Quiet Girl, which um, if people haven't seen, yes. it's an Irish language mm. film, lovely film, beautiful, beautiful mm. film. But anyway, but like I'm, I'm saying, you know, it, it, it's not like the blockbuster is dead. The mm-hmm. blockbuster is alive and kicking. No, it's not. When the blockbuster's done as well as Top Gun Maverick, 
it shows that people it will get people to go to the cinema yeah. and it will yeah. have that word of mouth and it will have legs exactly mm-hmm. and wings uh, indeed yeah. but that that's a proper punched yeah come out I feel the need the need for speed I was doing up and down high fives to everyone on the street it was a little unnerving <laughs> but uh, you know it, it was incredible it was that was a properly this is cinema moment when mm-hmm. you come out so yeah glorious yeah. it's so good it's so good it's, it's, it's still my film of the year I mean I, I love everything everywhere all at once uh, and both in their own way smack mm. you in the face and remind you of what cinema can do and that's mm. that's all we ask that's all we ask Dr. Uh, of these movies yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, alright so I've realised uh, that we've got about 35 to 40 minutes left <laughs> and we're in May so, so we can uh, skip Jurassic World Dominion and just keep on going yes <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do that let's just for everyone's sake baby let's yeah. just move on um, uh, but in June also we had June uh, sorry go on no, no we had Good Luck to You Leo Grand which yeah. is a, a Really, really strong two-hander of the yeah, film. Could have felt stagey, but they did a really good job. Well done, to directors. Do we have Black Phone in June? Was that June? Black Phone might have been. July. Yes, it was. No, it was June. June. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah. That was June. a scary Sorry, movie. Like, <laughs> Leo Grand was in my top ten of the year. I, good luck to you, huh. Leo Grand. Yeah, I, I, I didn't quite film. get it there, but it was fun. Uh, Lightyear was fun. My nephew adores well, Lightyear it. So, you know. basically Pixar's first major flop. Mm. I was in a Toy Story the other day. Uh, collaborating Not a Toy Story. With, co- no, <laughs> but collaborating with Santa on what a little drinking game is going to get on Christmas Eve. Sure. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It turns out there is no Santa. It's just us. What? <laughs> I didn't know this. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about, like, man? What the hell? Uh, if you are a four-year-old listening to this, what the fuck are you doing listening to this? <laughs> if you're four years old, first of all, and if you're a parent listening to this with your four-year-old, seriously? Anyway. I'm not sure what month Turning Red came out, but that is very high on my mm-hmm. film of the year mm-hmm. list. That was a great and movie. it still frustrates me that it went straight to Disney Plus. That is a film oh. that would have had a tremendous uh, you know, cinematic response. Yeah. Uh, communal response, rather, mm-hmm. if, if it played in the cinemas. I agree. And Soul as well. Mm-hmm. And maybe not so much the one before that onwards, uh, but. Mm. You know, uh, I think uh, Luca also. Luca as well. Yeah. They, they, these movies need to be seen in the big screen. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the one that is seen in the big screen just felt it was fine. It, it was, was okay. Fine. But it wasn't quite no, it the, wasn't there. Yeah, the transportational effect that you want from a Pixar movie. And the reason I mentioned being in the toy store with the little drink again was that, you know, there's a whole aisle of Lightyear merch. And mm. I'm just wondering is that shifting? Mm. My nephew did ask for some for Christmas. Oh, yeah. So okay. there's one. That's, good. that's one. Mm. That's, that's good. one. That's in the bag, Pixar. Mm. Also, anecdotally, Talking about Marvel, uh, I know uh, I, I've, I've had conversations with with some like twelve year olds mm. uh, or people who are twelve year old adjacent, and they're kind of like, yeah, they're over it now. Wow, they're moving oh, on to the next worried. thing, and I wonder what's if the that's, next thing. Well, I don't know what the next thing is. Mm. Not Black Adam, that's for sure. But you know what? Gosh. What is it? Maybe it's James Gunn. Uh, what he's doing at the D at the DCE. Uh, maybe it will be. Um, also in June we had um, Everything Went Fine, which is the funniest film about assisted death. No. Everything Went Fine, which is the funniest film about assisted death that you'll ever see. And we also had Elvis, um, yes. which, you know, is is maximal filmmaking again, in the same way that, I guess, Everything Everywhere mm-hmm. All at Once is, but in a, in a much more traditional format. Um, incredible Austin Butler performance. Incredible. He's Decent amazing. film for me. Yeah, if he doesn't get Oscar nominated, I think something's gone very, very yeah, wrong. Yeah. In a world in which Rami Malek can win for Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> and Jeez. Taron Egerton doesn't get nominated for Rocketman, oh, yeah, yeah, if yeah, Austin yeah. Butler doesn't get nominated for what he did in that movie, then something's gone very, very wrong yeah. for me. But hey, you overlooked the biggest thing that happened in the middle of the year. What was that? Which was we won 
the best live show <laughs> award. I still can't believe it. British Podcast Awards for episode 500. Yeah. And uh, we, we then promised uh, on Twitter and on this show uh, an open top bus parade, which we have not done because okay. we've, um, we've been unable to get in the it's, room. It's minus four degrees. We're not doing it now. <laughs> no, we're not doing it now. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Our hands freezing to the yeah. acrylic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think we won over actual proper podcasts. It was actual proper podcasts, mm. yeah, with famouses. Mm. So that was pretty good. Uh, we're not going to win next year. So uh, thank you for everyone who voted for us. And uh, oh. it made up for having lost in a couple of other other award shows mm. around that time to, frankly, inferior podcasts. <laughs> oh, wow. So, uh, oh, wow. so that was... You were doing so well so, I know I was, I was magnanimous. <laughs> and then you were. <laughs> and, then you were. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wasn't. Okay, well, the good news is, uh, just to get us back on track, is we can more or less skip July, which had Minions 2, The Rise of Gru, which, you know... Yeah, fuck this, I'm still in June. Yeah, we've just done June. We've just, we've done, There's we've moved nothing on else in June. June. Just we're June. On, we're on June part I two. Hearing, yeah. I keep hearing June when you say I know. June. <laughs> uh, I, I hear June when anyone says anything. Alex Garland's men. We have to talk about Brian and Charles, which was great. That was in July, yeah. Hustle? All right, okay, oh sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh Wait gosh. a second. Here we go again. Hustle. Just trying to get us out of here. Uh, no, no, you don't get to leave. <laughs> Lock in the door. Lock the door. None of you leave. And you at home, you can't take your headphones off. Adam Sandler, Hustle. One of the films of the year. Absolutely. Yeah, good performance. Really Bang in my top yeah, 10. Boom, really? boom, boom. Yes. Yeah, I've just made it up now. Yeah, I've decided right now. It's my top 10. You know what? It's my number one film of the year. Okay. That's what it is. Nope. <laughs> oh, really? That's your number one? No. Uh, although it is also this month, though, isn't it? No. no. Was it not? When was Nope? Was not Nope not July? Later. No. No. Nope. Nope. Nope, says Helen. <laughs> nope, it wasn't. When did it come out? Look, uh, I'm not there yet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. July. I'm sorry. Oh, flashback. Also in July was DC League of Super Pets, which was, I'll, be, I'll give it this, it was funnier than I was expecting and gave us a Keanu Reeves Batman, so points for that. And Fire of Love, which is a really fascinating oh, yeah. volcanologist documentary and you don't get many of those yeah. to the pound. Great so, documentary. Um, um, that was lovely. Super Pets is... Definitely the best DC movie that Dwayne Johnson has made this year. <laughs> oh, I would the balance of power has shifted yet again. <laughs> the hierarchy of power. Oh, is it? The hierarchy Sorry. of power in the yeah. DC universe. Sorry. Yeah. There was yeah. an amazing tweet the other week uh, about how you know someone someone tweeted when the, the trades are tweeted. There will uh, it's unlikely it's unlikely that we'll see a Black Adam 2 and someone retweeted it going ironically this is because the hierarchy of power in the DC universe literally did shift <laughs> so that's brilliant yeah that's brilliant it's one of those ones oh I wish I'd gone beat me by one second or more technically in that case three and a half days but uh, I'm just looking at this the, the, the stuff here I interviewed John McEnroe in the podcast mm. what a year what a year. John McEnroe, <laughs> Dave Grohl on the Empire Podcast. That mm-hmm. is absolutely wild. Uh, the film The Grey Man. That's decent. That I like The Grey Man. Totally. Uh, no, do you know what? It was actually, when we, when we went to see that as a, as a, as a group, really, mm-hmm. um, it was very pleasant to see a 90s-style, big-scale, yeah. globe-trotting, competently-made <laughs> action movie. Did it redefine cinema? Absolutely not. <laughs> Would I be able to recite the plot to you if called upon with a gun to my head? Probably not. It's a fairly simple plot, yeah. isn't it? I know, but like, where did they go and when, and who was chasing who and why? Okay, I can't tell you that. No, I can tell you is that so, the, the man with the mustache wants to kill the man who does have the mustache, yeah. and then and then they have a and big then fight. shenanigans. Yeah. Also, yeah. The first thing that came to mind, <laughs> the grey man just now, is again one of the best line readings of the year when <laughs> Chris Evans tells Ryan Gosling, 
ballsy when <laughs> when he drops the grenade. Oh, I, quite, I quite like the bit where he goes, because I was shot in the ass. And it's America's ass. ass. Yeah. <laughs> He's having so much fun in that film. Yeah, but that, that moustache remains a war crime and yeah. I cannot forget it. Um, yeah. Um, but speaking of uh, action movies that were really, really good, uh, Michael Bay's Ambulance. I'm going to stick a, I'm going to give good another shout out to Michael Bay's Ambulance. No, no, it was so good. I'm saying it twice. We uh, have so many films to talk about. Are we into August yet? Yes, I'm the demon that makes trophies of men. August. Pray. Pray. Oh, we do is now. Well, I think you were right on note because I got it down here as 20th of July. It's in August, according to the FDA. So I've got it here. Well, the FDA trumps everything, so. Um, I think that's probably the date it was published on the Empire website. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, Prey was bloody fantastic, and I absolutely yes. loved it. And I, th- I think August. it's, I think it's the genuinely the way forward for franchise reboot shit. You know, if if we have to keep going back to the well and making stuff based on other stuff, at least give it this radical a reinvention and mm. do something so original and so exciting with it, because that was just glorious. But, uh, yeah. Complete reimagining complete revitalization but also while keeping the kind of kernel of what made and no I know he was a major of what made the original so good yes. like it had the spirit of Predator and I loved every second yeah. of it yeah. me by one second <laughs> or in this and, case uh, three and a half days yes. yeah. Amber McDunder very excited to see what she does next because she is a star I also really liked Sarah Shackner's score for Prey really good stuff yeah. Is that your favorite score of, of no. 2022? Oh. Oh, what is it? Oh, tell me, tell me, tell me. What is it? <laughs> Don't feel like I'm still to. thinking. I'm still thinking. Oh, come on. Think faster. Mm. Come on, well, think harder. Okay. Mm. All right. So anyway, not enough love has been given to Bullet Train. Uh, no, which for I, me, it I enjoyed it. It I felt like a throwback. It. Has one of the uh, best movie star performances of the year and it's not Brad Pitt, it's Aaron Taylor Johnson mm. who is incredible in that film to the point where people were saying that he might not be frontrunner for Bond which I've never really connected those dots, but he is so cool in that movie. Yeah. I think his voice is a bit Beckham-y. <laughs> I might have to work on that. He could work on it. But, you know. And he and Bri- Brian Tyree Henry together make just <laughs> such <laughs> a fantastic double act in that. Yes, indeed. Um, you were Diesel. <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah. That was <laughs> but no, it, 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 was a lot, it was a lot more fun than I was expecting. Um, you know, I, I kind of got a lot of the criticism of it and I kind of understood where people were coming from but I also just didn't understand why it did as as disappointingly at the box office as it did because I thought that was a ton of fun I think people just didn't know about it but mm. um, but Nope was August by the way yeah. so Nope was, uh, sure, was like this not? month mm. um, one of my faves uh, came out this August as well Mr. Malcolm's List um, yes. which I Good really film. really enjoyed Good uh, film. Uh, yeah, Shoppe on Fantastic Form and a really great ensemble uh, inclusive cast uh, for a period film, which you don't often mm. see. Mm. So it's nice. Good job, Emma Holly Jones. Uh, but yeah, we haven't talked about Nope. No, yep. we have not. Yep. Nope. Yep, nope, nope, yep. I mean, yep. I think or very, nope. very, 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 very highly anticipated, you know, following mm-hmm. up mm. on uh, Jordan Peele's last two films, you know, it had a huge, huge bar to cross. And I think it isn't as immediately catchy in some kind of way, culturally catchy yeah. in the way that maybe those were. But um, I think there's so much going on and it's so much to unpack and it's just so beautifully made and so incredibly well performed uh, that it, it didn't really matter. Just some of the ideas in it and some of the, the, the images in it mm-hmm. really, really stick with you afterwards. Um, and to find a new way of sort of telling that story and, and going through that kind of a movie, I thought it was incredibly clever. Yeah, Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, completely agree with everything you just said uh, I like that it found humour in the title of it all uh, that, that scene where 
Daniel Kruger is about to get out of the car and he sees the thing. So they're like, nope. Mm. Uh, it's a great, great uh, title drop. And again, oh, the... the that happens in Barbarian as well, doesn't it? Well, you and find out she it's goes Barbary down, Street, isn't it? Yeah. Which is just, I mean, I don't want to relitigate what I said on Barbarian, but everything about that spoiler special that I said still stands. Um, but yeah, and then the, 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 the Michael Abel score is just spectacular. Um, one of the best composer-director tandems working today, Peel and Abel's. Um, yeah, also, sorry, I'm just looking th- through August also at mm. that month. Um, official competition was, oh, was great. So really, really good. So good. Um, Penelope Cruz and um, Antonio Banderas and so on. At yeah, Beast, but... Idris Elba versus <laughs> a lion. Look, yeah. is it going to mm-hmm. redefine cinema for you? No. It should, it should have done. It was Idris Elba <laughs> versus a CG lion. It should have been the greatest film of the year. Okay, but it was it was still pretty fun. When it comes to Idris Elba, I always believe in better. You know that. Uh, however, in this case, it didn't. It didn't quite move the needle. But you, you guys are you're bearing the lead as always. Um, uh, I can see. I can see all of you trying to figure out what's out, what's out in August. What's he talking about? What's he talking? Girls about? can't surf. Yes, no. it was a great documentary. No, Helen. No, <laughs> Helen. Oh, sweet summer child. None of those films. I came by. No, Helen. But he played a serial killer judge. No, Helen. <sighs> none of those films. Fisherman's Were Friends Mike- too. None of those films. <laughs> None of those films were Michael Flatley's directorial <laughs> debut. None of those films were Michael Flatley's screenwriting debut. None of those films were Michael Flatley's producing debut. And none of those films were Michael Flatley's starring debut in a motion picture. Blackbird, ladies and gentlemen. Blackbird. And that is my number one film of the year. Well, bye-bye, Blackbird. Let's move on. Did anyone else see it? Sadly, no. And I do want to watch it someday with a large group of friends who have all been drinking. I don't drink, but I'll get the benefit of them being drunk as we watch it. Um, But no. Shame on you. Shame on all of you. Jimbo, why have you let me down? I'm sorry. I didn't have my dancing shoes on. Ah, such a shame. Such a shame. All right. Well, the interview with Michael Flatley was... uh, Listen, it's not as bad as I was expecting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think you and might make it worse. There's the first quote, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I Not did, as bad as I was expecting. <laughs> Empire's Chris Stewart. In fairness, I didn't lead with that when I interviewed Michael Flatley. <laughs> Michael, this was podcast. nowhere near as bad as I was expecting. <laughs> it, I'd, only, I'd also only seen the first 15 minutes. So... Yeah. Yeah. In fairness, because they wouldn't show you more. Like, just to be clear, you didn't walk out. Had failed to watch the rest. Yeah. Michael, I've seen enough. (laughs) Michael, we need to talk. Now he was he was lovely. He was very affable, and I think he uh, he knows exactly what he's made, and he uh, basically is living the dream. And he's super super rich. Wanted to make a film in which he stars, kills the bad guys, and gets the girl, and looks cool while doing it. And I would I imagine two out of three things. He did two of those three things. I think any of us in the same situation would do pretty much the same thing. Obviously, I would remake Sean Dillman, Twenty Three Key to Commerce, Ten Eighty Brussels, but I'd stick an action scene halfway through. Well, that would uh, keep people on their toes. Yeah, yeah. that's really stuff. Like so, it'd be really like. Number one on the list mm. next time. It would be. Mm. And the problem with that is I haven't seen the first 1079. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Sean Dillman, 23 Key de Commerce. Brazil. Should, would it not be 23? 23 Key de Commerce. Yeah. Yeah, but then I don't know what 1080 is. So. <laughs> oh, I see. 1080 Bruxelles. Voilà. What? 
It's very bad. It's very <laughs> I think, Bradley Cooper. I think Helen's speaking Italian. I'm Vance very confused. Yeah. yeah. Assuming we're now in September. No, uh, this is December, Amon. We yeah. have the review of the year. Year. Really scarf. We're about mm. to go into the oh, September I see. releases. I see. Yes. Okay. Uh, can we talk about the best documentary of the year? Wait. What is it? We've already done Girls Can't Surf. But we, ha- but we haven't talked about Moon Age Daydream. Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay, right. I was going to say my old school, which is really good. It oh. is really good. It's really good. Mm. I loved Minute Daydream. Really great David Bowie documentary. Really creative in the visuals and how it transitions from scene to scene and from performance to performance. Um, and yeah, I didn't know much about David Bowie going into that, but I, feel like Bowie. I was going <laughs> to say, were you a fan or? Not as, not hugely, not especially. Um, but I've walked out of there knowing a lot more than I did and wanting to learn even more, uh, in part because the documentary was so persuasive. Have you seen many David Bowie films? Not many, no. Have you seen any David Bowie films? Yes, The Prestige, which is the best Christopher Nolan film. Interesting. Interesting. You disagree? No, I agree with that. Yeah. No, it's not Inception. Anyway, uh, but no, that sounds like a good documentary. It's no Planet Sex with Cara Delevingne, but, uh, you know, what is? <laughs> it's no Fire of Love, which we've already discussed. Yeah. That was also very good. Yeah. It's no Blackbird, which I believe was a documentary. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, September, September. Woman King is September. Woman yes. King is September. Was it? That did yeah. make my was top it? ten. Not October? I t- that was one of October, my... October, it is. Is it October? It's October, it yeah. It doesn't it's matter. It's all the time. Oh, my God. Potato, potato. I'm that... trying to have a little bit of structure here, fellas. <laughs> Does it bother you that September, <laughs> October, podcast. November, December are not the 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th months? You see, they were when they came up with the names, weren't they? <laughs> Blame the Gregorian calendar yeah. or the Julian Those Gregorians calendar. Those Gregorians are but anyway, but they the do woman great king. sausage rolls. <laughs> it's in October. Let's do September first. Okay, okay. All right, There's all right. nothing in September. September. There's a lot in September, actually. The only thing of any note in September <laughs> is my birthday and my wedding anniversary <laughs> and the uh, Bond at 60 interview special I did with Barbara wow. Broccoli. And no, that's not true. That's I, really, I really liked Hatching. That was a really weird, freaky film, but it was also very good. Freaky dicky. I don't know that on my September list either. Fucking hell. I don't know why. I'm, I'm just going by the Empire of That's it. when things were published, you know? It's like, oh, it's very confusing. Okay, Helen. You le- Helen's a stickler for this. You will not blur the mantle. She will kill you. <laughs> okay, so September, we had 3,000 Years of Longing. Uh, Idris Elba again, uh, this time with Tilda Swinton, and he plays a genie. Amazing looking film. Good idea. I don't think it 100% landed the execution. Um, Fall. That was the okay. stuck mm. up a pole. It wasn't an order. Um, that was the yeah. Stuck Up the Pole film, which uh, got a lot of love. I beg your pardon. Yeah. I did. Did it start Colin Farrell? Um, <laughs> no. Bodies, 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 which I keep did wanting that to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, it started Lee Pace instead. <laughs> I keep wanting to say body, 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 body every time I talk about it. It's very, very difficult. But that was a, that was a really fun kind of slasher movie, I guess. Mm, yeah. Um, they tried to merge the slasher with the sort of whodunit uh, scenario, which uh, they were mostly successful in I think, doing. Yeah, I, I think it was fun. Uh, David Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future was mm. September. Um, <laughs> James Dyer's number one of the year. <laughs> it, yeah, look, I'm not saying it was my number one of the year either, but it exists. See it How They exist. Run, which was a great cast, a great premise, a, a sort of okay execution, I have to say, mm. I thought, personally. All right. I think, uh, okay, we've got 15 minutes left. I know. I think unless the film moved the needle for us individually, that's not mentioned anything else from now on. So I'm so sorry. Well, Ticket to Paradise did move the needle for me because it was lovely to see a proper star-led, nonsensical Mm. comedy. (laughs) Genuinely. You know what, Helen? 
that might be my number one film of the year. Wow, that is that's uh, that's saying a lot. And don't worry, darling. Screwed up the landing, but had don't worry, looked darling. fabulous along the way. It so. really did. Yeah, there's a lot. The, the problem with that film is not directorial craft. Uh, speaking of don't worry, darling. Obviously, I said at the beginning this would be a spoiler special. So let's do a quick uh, three-hour detour now into <laughs> breaking down. Don't worry, darling. Again, or not? I haven't oh. seen it. Okay, so I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to do that. Yeah. Speaking of films that didn't stick the landing, Halloween ends. Halloween ends. Mm. Yeah. 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 It was, you know. Yeah. I had a decent time with it. It ended. Um, It ended. It ended. Uh, And then Black Adam obviously shifted the hierarchy of power in the DC universe. But more importantly, that was the month of the Women King. Yes. And and I feel like that was the big news and the big noise in October. The the double hit of the Women King and Wakanda Forever coming so soon after one another, both films that spotlighted dark-skinned black women on a massive blockbuster scale. That doesn't happen very often. The cultural recognition that the people in the room watching it felt um, at certain points in the movie was just really, really hilarious and entertaining to me. Also, I took my mom to that screening, and I've never seen her clap watching a film before. She clapped watching The Woman King at the end, and, and that was a really special moment for me. So oh, that's, cool. that's nice. That's great. Yeah. Yep. You should take her to see more films. <laughs> uh, ideally, okay. paying to see them in the cinemas so the cinemas stay open and we all have jobs. Okay, so this is all let's, my fault let's now. Let's pay it for <laughs> wow. 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 Okay, Listen, I think I'm you're being laying, a little unwarranted. I'm not laying the blame entirely at uh-huh. your door, uh-huh. man, but I think you're partially to blame for the whole situation. Wow. Also, okay. I'm still not sure you didn't have anything to do with COVID. I haven't seen any evidence <laughs> to the contrary. So, yeah, if that's a possibility. Anyway, listen, we've got a couple of months to get through. Uh, I think we should do them in real time, quite frankly. But uh, if not, we'll just cut the, the, the chase and I mentioned the greatest hits. Uh, one of the funniest films of the year was Weird. Yes, yes. so good. Yeah. Um, yes, who knew that Daniel Radcliffe playing Weird Al Yankovic would be just the greatest. But it, it, I have well, watched it, I think, three times now. And, and, I absolutely and you're the only it. one because no one else knows what a Roku channel is. So. It's on Sky. <laughs> it's very believe, gettable. It? Yeah, you can it's get on it on Sky or now TV. Um, yeah, you can access it even if you don't have a Roku device. I happen to have a Roku device, which makes it extremely easy for me. But also I saw it in the... I was lucky enough to see a, a, an actual screening before they released it. Um, and and look, it was a very good month for funny movies because you had Banshees, Vina Sharon, yes. and you had Barbarian, both oh. which we talked about also in that month. Mm-hmm. And of course, the hilarious decision to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Bardo. Let's not forget Bardo. Let's and forget the Bardo. Wonder and White Noise. All mm. the big name directors lining up with their chuckle fests. Yeah. One mm. after decision other. To leave. Whew, what a hoot. It was, is... a, it was a great movie, though. Like, if yeah. we're talking like best whodunits of the year, that's going to be right up there with, yeah. with Glass Onion. Maybe you want to go to the beach. That's all I'm saying. So, this is mm. coming out after Glass Onion. We're not obviously not going to give away Glass Onion no. uh, on this podcast. That would, be, that would be terrible. But Glass Onion is kind of the last big film of the year, I would say. It's out on Netflix on the 23rd of December, mm. so by the time we put this up, three, four months ago. Uh, so, <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, for me, one of the films of the year. Yeah, In fact, it may have been my number one film of the year. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you said You're that? A- um, it's my number three of the year. I, I really, really loved it. Um, just as good as the first one. And I thought the first one when it came out in 2019, same year the Endgame came out, I put Knives Out as my number one of 2019. Well, you're that an idiot, but uh, nevertheless, it's very good. <laughs> I'm correct as what I am. Um, but yeah, I, I freaking loved it. And Janelle Monet is just spectacular. Mm. Um, she is fantastic. Yeah, well worth, I mean, it's a very stacked category this, this year, but mm. I would not be mad if she got an Oscar nomination. She deserves it. 
oh, I don't. Yeah, it's, well, it's interesting. I don't think she's going to get an Oscar yeah. nomination. You know, Cruz for Topic of Maverick, and you know, Kihi Kwan for um, Everything Everywhere All at Once. I, I don't. I just don't think that's a that snobbishness, isn't there, about movies like this? I just don't see it happening uh, ultimately. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was really confused there because I was like they're in different categories. Yeah, categories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like people who are going to get people who should be nominated might be overloaded. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But the thing with Glass Onion is obviously this is the first movie of this new bumper-sized deal uh, that Ryan Johnson and his producer Ron Bergman got, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously Daniel Craig as well. He plays Benoit Blanc, and it's a mm-hmm. much bigger film than the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not often you can say that the the money is on the screen. Oh boy! But in oh, that boy. case, yeah. Whew, no. <laughs> I'm so glad we made time for that joke. Yeah. I feel like I, I have regrets, if yeah. I'm honest. Could have said that Chris is doing the smug joke dance as we speak. Yeah. I set him up, Let I knock him down. Reflect. Yeah. 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 No, uh, yeah, no, it's it's a fantastic film. I had an absolute blast with it. I'm not sure it would be troubling my top three, but it's it's definitely up. But your top three time. are is Banshees, Banshees, and Banshees, right? My top three is Banshees, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Oh, okay, I was going to say, like the... I did really enjoy that back in the day, but I, I couldn't really describe yeah. it as a film of 2022 for many, many reasons. <laughs> yes. Um. So, yeah, but I, it is... Um. Yeah, that, that's my that's my top three, and I don't remember which order I had them in, mm-hmm. but it was somewhere mm-hmm. around there. I wonder if that'd be an interesting double bill, if you watched Top Gun followed by Maverick. Would that work <laughs> as a double bill? And would that work for other movies? Are there other movies that you can watch a double bill of completely unrelated films that comprise the title of that film? <laughs> While you think about that, Amon, what's your number one score of 2022? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say The Batman. Oh, Michael you. Uh, that was an hour ago. <laughs> what? Were you just sitting on your fucking arse for an hour just thinking of that? Honestly. Great I mean, score. Fully Michael, agreed. Michael Abel's for Nope is up there. Yep. Uh, Bear McCree for Lord of the Rings and God of War Ragnarok what? is up there. Um, oh, I've just been, well, actually, technically, it's released next year, but the score for Babylon by Justin Hurwitz is spectacular. Voodoo Mama is one I've had on repeat for the last few weeks. But we'll discuss that on next year's review of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming any of us are still alive. <laughs> right, Who knows? Uh, all right. Anything else you want to talk about? Are we into November? We're done. Oh, we're done. We're done. Surely. Any, any oh, there's a load more. Like Living yeah. came out in November, which oh, is a great beautiful, film. beautiful Bill Nye film. Mm-hmm. After Sun, of course, which oh, I think we've talked about a little bit already. The Menu was a really great dark comedy. In fact, it was one of the Kill the Rich uh, films, which I personally chimed <laughs> with a lot this year, <laughs> along with like Triangle of Sadness as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's, there's been some great movies. This is the thing. There are great movies out there. They're just not in every cinema, mm. not in every multiplex. And um, when they have been, not everybody has gone to see them. But like, it's not like they're not being made, guys. I promise yeah. you. And lest we forget, Avatar: The Way of Water. And Avatar: The Way of Water mm-hmm. is a film that also came out this year, which is fabulous. Mm-hmm. It is very good. Mm-hmm. I would say four stars personally, but that is just me. I could potentially round up to four, but if there was a half star, I'd give it a three and a half out of five for me. I'm sure James Cameron will be thrilled to hear this. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> Or you, Jibbo, you in the five camp? Uh, so I was, I was between, I, for me, it was probably a four-star film, but a five-star cinematic experience. So I, I came out thinking, I'd give it four, but I won't set Nick on fire for giving it five. 
I was, I was, uh, I was. That would be punitive. That would seem like a little much. Because it's way of water. I should have drowned him. But he, he, you know, he genuinely loved it, and I respect that. And rightly so. Yeah. I came out of it, and I was like, that. That is everything I want cinema to be, and I think no people go to cinema for many, many different reasons. But it was completely transportational. It was however many seventy-six hours long, and I wasn't bored for a second of it. I was in the sea on Pandora. All of it. Loved it. I, I, loved it, loved it, loved it. I, I can't wait to dig into this movie with you because, yeah, I, I can't use the love word on this one. I, I really liked it. It was cool to be handed a pair of 3D glasses again. And no, it wasn't. Things. It wasn't. It, <laughs> it was wasn't. not at all. However, watching this in 3D in high frame rate was fantastic and definitely the way you should do it. And it made me realize that 3D is an abomination against gods and men. However, when James Cameron does it, <laughs> this is it. You need it, a good everything is forgiven. That it was so. cool to have behind the pair of 3D glasses again because you knew that it was going to be done right. And yeah. it was. Um, and yeah, there's, there's lots of stuff I like, but there's lots of issues, storytelling issues that I have with it as well. You don't know what you're talking about. Hey, <laughs> hey. that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. yeah, I thought it was, uh, I, I had some issues with the storytelling as well with, with The Way of Water, but visually it's on a oh, different visual, level. Visually it's above yeah. approach. Like, it's like he's, he, yeah. he's gone away for 14 years and he's <laughs> he's seen what other directors do. And this is obviously, there's been genius, unalloyed genius over the years, you know, George Miller and people like that and mm-hmm. doing what they're doing with, with uh, Fury Road. But it's like he's come back and going, no one can do this on the scale that yeah. I'm about to do this on. And there's there are shots He's in the way wrong. of order where I'm just watching it going, I but, don't understand how this has happened. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is having the money... Of course it is, of, yeah. Of, ...of the first Avatar behind him and therefore having sort of carte blanche in a way that not everyone does. Yeah. I, I, will, I have said it before and I will say it until the day I die. Probably not, literally. Um, That'd be a gen- there is, there is generally no such thing as bad effects. There's just mm. not enough money and not enough mm. time. And yeah. he had both in spades, yeah. and it shows. Here's what I'll say, though, just for now, before we dig into Avatar properly in the weeks to come. We've mentioned a lot when it comes to Wakanda Forever of that film laboring to get certain things in place. There hasn't been that much talk about that for The Way of Water, but The Way of Water does it, if not just as much, even more so, mm, in my eyes. I don't think that's true. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more I don't about it. It certainly, certainly sets pieces on the board for his continuing story, because he sees yeah. this certainly as a number of films. But I don't think it twists itself, ties itself in very, very cynical knots to try and set up other properties and IPs, which... Maybe not other properties and IPs, but Avatar extent. three, four, and five. Uh, I think I think it's part of an ongoing narrative, and I think I think like you can't you can't wrap up everything and then stop because that's not it was never conceived as a single film. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think any of those things save for the spoiler podcast. Story. Yeah. Okay. No, let's do it right now. Let's, let's do it now. Let's, 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 let's thrash this out. Let's sack off lunch. Let's <laughs> uh, not have any lunch. What are you guys having for lunch? You, it's the Empire Christmas lunch. I'm it not, is. I'm not attending it is. this year. It starts in 10 oh, minutes. Why are you I'm a, I'm a parent. I'm a parent these days. I'm on. I need to, I need to go do parent stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you guys enjoy your turkey or Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, hey, as hey. it's otherwise known. Uh, a good note in which to end the can podcast. Can I use the chilling joke again? Of course you can. You might as well. No one's listening anymore, yeah, let's be honest. Fair. They stopped listening a long time ago. Uh, Helen, of course, said earlier on that uh, on her deathbed, she's going to be railing against uh, VFX artists being given fair time and fair wage. And that is a noble aim. It'd mm. be a terrible way to go out, though. The way to go out, Helen, is... Stop that noise. I can't hear myself die. <laughs> well, look, we all want to go out with that much style, but I'm just saying she's got certain advantages like Downton Abbey. Yeah. Um, it was a terrible film. I'd though, make an excellent dowager countess. 
You really you wish would. <laughs> how, how are you spelling Countess? <laughs> no, I was inside. <laughs> Anyway, on that note, I think that is it for our review of the year, 2022. Sorry, we didn't get to the listener questions. <laughs> <laughs> or indeed, Empire's top 20 of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is there anything in the top 20 we haven't mentioned? We got. To, we literally didn't touch on the top 20. How, is there anything we didn't mention? Is, is it on it's, only, it's only five minutes away. We can, uh, yeah. Is it on the website? It is. It is. I can read it out for you if you want. This is the top 20 of the year. Number 20, we have The Northman. And number 19, okay. Bergman Island, which we did didn't not mention. mention. Didn't mention. Boring at film, number 18, on. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Great at film. number 17, Decision to Leave. Yes. At Great number film. 16, The Woman King. Yes, Ooh, mentioned that. Yeah. And number 15, Arr. Should be higher. Didn't really talk about should Arr. Be higher. In fact, mm. I'm on superhero movie. Go on. We don't. We're gonna. We don't have time for that. We're, we're gonna be. We didn't. We didn't talk about RR at all. Really, not really. So I did. We in, in briefly in dispatches. There's a tiger. It's great. Three hours. Absolutely batshit insane. Yeah. For my money, the best superhero film of the year. <laughs> At number 14, <laughs> The Batman. At number 13, yeah. Red Rocket, which I don't believe uh, we discussed either. Did mention, really yeah. good film. Yeah. yeah good At number movie. 12, The Souvenir Part 2. At number Brave 11, movie. Brian and Charles. I don't think we mentioned Brian we and Charles. We did mention it. Very briefly. I mentioned it. Uh, at number 10, Prey. Number All I do is that is Prey. Yeah. At number 9, Turning Red. At number 8, yes. Nope. To which I say, Nope. I say, At number 7, Licorice Pizza. At number 6, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. At number 5, The Glorious after Sun mm. uh, at number four the worst person in the world and Yay. then went to the top three at number three He's the Banshees of Ed Sheeran Ooh. yes stop <laughs> it number two, stop it now Top Gun Maverick yes at number one Avatar The Wave well, no sorry I'm kidding it's everything everywhere all at that's, that's interesting well at least somebody got the top three right I'm just saying <laughs> even if they're in the wrong order it's like Eric Morecambe we're playing all the right notes. Just not, not necessarily, necessarily in the right order. In the right order. Mm. And on that note, <laughs> that is it for our review of the year 2022. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Oh, I've done this bit. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, join us next year for more film-related fun. We're taking a well-deserved break over the Christmas and uh, New Year holidays. I say well-deserved. I'm only editing 14 podcasts, so that shouldn't be too bad. And uh, we will be back on January the something. <laughs> January the something. January the first Friday in January. The thirteenth, January thirteenth. That's when we're back. We're second Friday in January. <laughs> the second Friday in January. We're taking the first week of January off, and that is much deserved. Uh, he says himself, and uh, and uh, we're also doing a live show. I should have mentioned this right at the beginning of the, uh, to us. the episode. Yes, you know this. Uh, we're doing a live show. Uh, it is episode five hundred and fifty, and it is coming up. And tickets are on sale right now at kingsplace.co.uk. If you want to come and see episode 550, it's not going to be the immersive, extraordinary, um, hernia-inducing, grey-haired conjuring uh, epic that was episode 500. Instead, it's going to be on a weeknight. It's going to be on a school night. It's going to be on Thursday, February 2nd. So if you want to get tickets to that, come along and see us kicking idiots on stage celebrating our 11th year of doing this shit. Uh, We will have a celebrity guest that we may or may not have kidnapped for the evening. Uh, hey, Kevin it's, Bacon. It's, yes, we should kidnap Kevin Bacon. That is what we're going to do. Hey, the greatest hero of them all. It's going to be a ton of fun, so do come along and see us on February 2nd. All right, that's it. We're done. Uh, time to wish people Happy New Year. Helen O'Hara. Absolutely. Happy New Year. Thank you very much for listening to us and putting up with us this year. And uh, here's hoping that 2023 will somewhat restore my faith in you know the future of everything. Dune! It will, Helen. Dune!
And again, I'd like to apologize for the conduct of my cousin Miguel, who does seem to have some issues. Oh, okay. So that's your most anticipated film of next year, June Part 2? It's one of the uh, June Part 2 and and Spider Verse are definitely up there. All right, let's let's go with one each. Oh, I'm confused. You've got to choose. No, I don't. Don't make her choose. She won't choose. (laughs) Choosing is a mind killer. Uh, I'm on Spider Verse. Across the Spider Verse Part 1. That's my number one to spare from the year. Lots of spider people. Yeah. In is that June one, next year for sure? June is next year. Well, at the moment it is. Okay. God knows what will um, happen. Happy New Year and peace and love as well. Peace and love be on to you, my friend. <laughs> and James Dyer. June part two it, it is June yeah. part two Merry New Year to one and all obviously if you want to know about all the TV shows that were out this year oh. the Pilot TV review the special is in your feeds oh. now because it went up on Boxing yeah. Day <laughs> boo. 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 thanks for the love guys <laughs> wait hold on which, which, are you, which are you anticipating more June or The Last of Us <gasps> That, see, that's, 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 you know, I mean, look, Meryl Streep has nothing on what's upon me right now. I can't even, I, I won't choose, you can't make me choose, don't make me choose. <sighs> well, I, I mean, I've seen one of those two things, so yes, technically it would be June because I've You've not seen, seen June. June part two. So, yes, I've seen June part two. That's it. Unbelievable, unbelievable. And it's goodbye for me. Happy New Year, folks. Uh, happy holidays. Uh, it's going to be a cracking 2023, he says. <laughs> Insane dictators and um, owners of social media platforms notwithstanding, it's going to be a cracking year. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know about my most anticipated film of 2023. What do you think it might be? Mission. I just Mission? remembered Mission's next year as well. Mission yes, Impossible Reckoning is next year. John yeah. Wick Chapter <gasps> 4 is next year. Yeah, definitely not choosing. Guardians of the Galaxy mm. Volume oh, 3 no, I can is choose. next well, I mean, year. Clearly, your most anticipated film next year is Transformers Rise of the Beast. It's close, it's close, <laughs> but I think we all know deep down inside what my most anticipated film of 2023 is. And the, uh, the disappointment is I only get to see it once. It is, of course, the, the Equalizer, Equalizer 3. Uh, All known. That noise you can hear, that's cinema. <laughs> Take that, Sean Dealman, 23 Key to Commerce, 1080 Brazil. Key to Commerce. Whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.